Hi, this is Jason Sohail Ascari. And this is Anna Ascari. I grew up and studied about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all my life. And I never got the chance to watch any of the original series. The both of us were going to watch all 193 episodes of the original series. And give you a perspective from an expert. And a new viewer. This is what we call a Turtle Recall. Alrighty and welcome to episode 26 of Turtle Recall. I am Jason Sohail and joined with me as always is my ever so lovely and not related to Rob Paulson wife, Anna. <laughs> Why not related to? Why not related to Rob Paulson? Because our special guest today <laughs> is Ash Paulson. Oh. We are we're so excited to have him on. That it's going to be really fun. Can't wait to uh, can't wait to do that. Uh, you know, uh, we took last week off. Yes. Y yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it was Labor Day week. Uh, and it was our Labor Day weekend. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We we took full advantage of the uh, of the holiday, but uh, we are back. Oh, we're revving to go. Uh, today's episode, we will be talking about the episode, the Fifth Turtle, and. Like I said, we have a guest waiting for us, so we're just going to go ahead and jump into the news. You ready? I'm ready. We actually kind of got like two weeks of news, uh, but uh, like not surprisingly because of the uh, holiday, not too much stuff. I don't expect too much Ninja Turtle stuff to be in the fall anyway. <laughs> but uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is NECA, and unfortunately this has our the pre-order window has already came past so if you're just finding out about this now uh sorry you're a little too late so last week NECA released the movie accessory pack and the cartoon diorama set Oh, cool. What is the movie accessory pack? Okay, the movie accessory pack is actually something really cool. I'm actually really happy that that NECA did this. They, it's a just a pack of like just uh, accessories for the movie action figures. And these are really specifically for the Turtles. Uh -huh. um, and, and so it comes with uh, four new heads, like one for each turtle. And NECA did confirm that each head is, comes with the new bandana style that was that we found in the uh, Walmart ex, uh, two pack. So that that's cool because for us people who picked it up either from GameStop or from San Diego Comic Con, we actually have that new uh, that new bandana uh, style where it goes over both their shoulders. Oh, cool! Yeah, uh, some other stuff is it comes with four baby turtles uh, and. Uh, these baby turtles are going to be in the scale of the uh, seven-inch figures because NECA released four baby turtles before, but they were for the like the one-quarter foot uh, scale. You, you you remember those big action figures, right? Yes. Yeah. So they they released the turtles to go with them, but this but this one is going to be smaller. So we get we get four baby turtles, which is cool. Uh, some fan favorites that were re released with the uh, the one quarter foot uh, scale that never made it into the seven inch line, like the pork rinds. My personal favorite, Mikey spinning the nunchuck on one finger. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got a hand for that. I'm really excited about that one. I totally want to recreate my favorite scene from the movie. 
Uh, we even got turtle wax, and NECA explained that, like, they actually got the permission from the company Turtle Wax, because it's a licensed company. Oh, really? Yeah, and to, they put their, they were okay with them putting their label on the, on the toy. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so that's cool. Uh, we're getting another Domino's Pizza box. So, uh, I shouldn't say Domino's, I'm, sh- I'm sorry. I should call it Tile Game Pizza, because uh, they didn't have the rights to use Domino's. Uh-huh. Uh, so... If you got the action, the the movie action figures from Walmart or GameStop, you never got the chance to get the Domino's Pizza Box. H, I love the Domino's Pizza Box because it has so many fun in jokes, like the three dollars off if the pizza's late. Uh, it shows like the address of like of where the pizza guy delivers the pizza. How big is it? It's like really tiny. But you can see all of this. Yeah, you can see all the, all this stuff. We we posted on Twitter and like Twitter went nuts when when they when, when they saw it. And actually, I had a few people respond that they didn't actually know that the San Diego Comic Con set came with that box. And uh, I think a few of them few of them didn't actually open it. Uh, but some of them just said, "Oh no, I never looked underneath the thing." Uh, but that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. What's cool about this box, though, this box actually has the angled, the angled uh, corners that Domino's had like back in the '90s. I think they still have them now. I haven't ordered Domino's in a long time, but uh, because the original box that came with the San Diego Comic Con set was just that normal like pizza box that that you normally see at every other company except for Domino's. Uh-huh. So this one actually is going to have like the slants. Uh, some of the other things, uh, we're going to have a street sign for Bleecker and 11th, which is the where uh, April was living and like the second time around the store was at. We actually have a TV that has April's picture on it, and this is the first official product, uh, Ninja Turtle product with Judas Hogg's like, face on it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, they got, they got a permission to use her likeness, and they're making an action figure for her. We talked about the action figure that they're making for her uh, not too long ago. Well, uh, before the, we get the action figure, we actually going to have a TV with her face on it. Oh, if, I love it. Now, selfishly, I would love, like, another, like, monitor where the, where the screen is broken and I can stick the knife that uh, Shredder has, that Shredder came with from the other set, uh, <laughs> just because I, I like that scene, too, when, when he breaks the TV screen when April was, like, reporting about the foot. I still didn't see that episode, did I? It's a, a movie. It's the movie. You oh, probably don't remember that scene in the movie. Oh, 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 movie, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't happen in the show. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, a few of the other ones, I, I mean, in like, there's there's a lot of stuff in it. It's like, uh, there's a straw hat for Donatello for when he was in the farm. Uh, we got a panda for Mikey, when because Mikey actually sleeps with the panda, but mo- more famously, he switches himself out with the panda, and when April's boss's son... Uh, like catches Mikey in the mirror, and then he Mikey like quickly switches him out with the panda uh, doll. I'm pretty sure there's a few more that I'm missing, but like these are like the ones I'm like the most excited for. I'm already uh, loving this. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 I'm already loving it. Like you know, when the Splinter came out for Loot Crate, it came with like the 
the s'mores and the fire, and I thought that was like awesome. Or I should say the marshmallows and the yes, yes, and the I fire. Know. And I thought that was like cool, like you know, adding stuff to the actual to, to the action figures. So uh, of course I pre-ordered this. Um, and then the ca- cartoon diorama set. Uh, if you got the so NECA released, I believe, two diorama, two street diorama sets before. They, there's the regular one, which I believe you can still order. And then there's the San Diego Comic-Con, the one that we have, which is designed to look like the movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it basically the, the biggest difference between that one and NECA's other one is that this one has, like, a spray paint of Channel 3. And there's a sticker that says, I love New York, on uh-huh. the uh, air conditioner. I think everything else is pretty much ma- mainly the same. Maybe the backdrop is different. I can't. Uh, I, I haven't. I haven't really paid attention to the NECA, like the the NECA's Street View without or without the uh, com- without the Ninja Turtles on it. But the cartoon one is it's the exact same model of that except brighter colors uh-huh. to match the cartoon. The, the what's cool about the street sign. It's reversible, so you can have it either during the day, which Ninja Turtles most of the time was during the day, or you can put it on the other side, and it's during the night. It would have been cool if, like, during the night it was actually red, like, to match the the, the later seasons, but it's actually the, the, the more the purplish sky that we've seen in the cartoons now. Uh-huh. And uh, there's an antenna in there. Uh, they said there's a manhole cover. I haven't seen what the manhole cover looks like. And then there's a fire hydrant. Uh, and... And then a lot of uh, posters for Ace Duck, for some reason. <laughs> like, like, so if you guys don't know who Ace Duck is, they, they made an action figure for Ace Duck uh, for the original line. I don't know what is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to see him. You're going to see him for like five seconds, and then that's it. Because in the show, he's only there for five seconds. Really? And yeah, he's only on, he's on TV for like five seconds. But like the action figure, they put a whole, like... A story behind him that he's a pilot and he got mutated with a duck and and then like in the comics the the Archie comics like he's much different looking and he's like a pro wrestler <laughs> but like yeah for some reason this cartoon diorama set just we're just gonna have a lot of posters for a stuck like uh, I don't know why but we do have a sign for uh, weird pizza or I'm sorry not weird pizza UFO pizza so how do you remember it if it's only five seconds on the? How do oh because I, I remember these things. <laughs> these these are things I remember. I still think you're a NECA influencer. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a NECA influencer, I would not say, "Hey, let's make this cartoon diorama set just full of Ace Duck posters." <laughs> I would totally have like other posters, like you know, I would personally, I would rather have like flyers for uh, Ninja Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, just other things like that. So even ninja, you... uh, even ninja video rental. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. You're just giving giving like free ideas to me. I know. I know. I'm just I'm just giving the free ideas. You know, they're they're allowed to take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, like I said, uh, the pre-order window is over for this. These two items won't be in stores. I can't imagine any stores want to carry these because. They're so specific to something, especially the diorama set that's so big that, like, if it doesn't sell, the stores are just going to be sitting on it and they'll clearance them out. So. That's online? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be online only. Uh, like, now, 
I don't... I'm, I'm hoping NECA will put it back on their store. I know they did the pre-order window. I'm hoping that they'll put it back in their store at a later time when it's in a regular stock for people who missed the pre-order window. Especially since, like, it was, you know, during the 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 week of a holiday and you know maybe maybe some people might, might have missed it the my only issue however was when we uh ordered it you know we, we talked about how NECA was like you know they took in they took in fact like oh hey uh our shipping is a little too high we're gonna put a flat rate shipping oh. and and so they have now a 15 rate flat rate shipping well that flat rate shipping only applied to the accessory set. And the diorama, which is, like, bigger, and I'm pretty sure it's going to cost more than $15 to ship, uh, had its own shipping rate, which oh. was 20 Okay. And and unfortunately, they when you pre-ordered both of them, they didn't combine the shipping. So you had to pay $35 for shipping. Really? Yeah. That's that, so that, fair. Yeah, that was a... Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Because I'm going to tell you I this right now. I think they just have to charge you $20. I, you would think that. You, you Honestly, you would really think that. Or maybe even like $25 or, or something like that. I mean, but like that whole flat rate totally went, went out the window uh, during that. I, I mean... I mean, I don't know. May, I don't know. I don't know if these will be shipped together or not. I don't know when the. I don't know if they're both going to be released at the same time or not. I mean, if I had an option to said, hey, you can hold this while you sh like, you know, and shipping both in the same thing to save on shipping, I would have liked that. Um, it, it, it really was like you know, you're they were going in the right direction with the shipping, and then they just like kind of took it away. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a. I, I personally, I wasn't a big fan of that. I'm hoping that they uh, like last time they send the message that uh, you get like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another five dollars. Yes. Which I did use my five dollars. Uh, <laughs> so technically, my shipping was only twenty five. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or I'm sorry, my shipping was only thirty dollars. I mean, five dollars is not a big deal, but when you are their customer, you you right. like them to have. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. care about these details. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, I, I completely agree with you there. Uh, yeah, that, that was the hard part about that. Uh, well, that's it for NECA. The next thing we're going to talk about is IDW Games. Uh, guess, guess what, European backers? The game is finally in Europe. And I've actually seen people in the Europe, the European region, actually get the game. And they've been, like, so excited actually really happy about that uh, like you know they, they've been getting it they've been playing uh, they've been playing it for like the first time which like you know we, we, we talked about how uh, the European customs were like like uh, it caused the delay a really long delay for the game to be sent to them uh -huh. now now that the European backers have got the game the people who backed the Batman, uh, IDW uh, game now have a chance to actually purchase the Ninja Turtles game. If like so, if you're a Batman backer and you didn't get the um, the Ninja the Ninja Turtles game, you actually have now have a chance to uh, get the Ninja Turtles game as well. Okay. Yeah, and then so the way that IDW um, said how they're doing it is. 
the people who fully backed the Batman uh, board game, they're going to have first chance uh, to back it, which that pa- that time has already passed. Like, that that was, I believe, last Monday. I think Labor Day was... It was either mon- uh, our last Monday or Labor Day. It was one of those Mondays was was the... Uh, was their last chance for early, uh, like for their first picking, mm-hmm. and then everyone else. Then it opened up to everyone else. So if you're listening to this and you bat and you backed Batman, you should have a chance to pick up the uh, Ninja Turtle uh, board game if it's still available. Now from IDW's uh, email that they sent out, there was like 700 copies, like extra copies for people to pick up. Uh-huh. So. Uh, I mean that's a lot. I I know there are a lot more people who backed Batman. I know the I know there's like more than 700 people who packed uh, Batman. I mean, but I'm pretty sure a majority of those people who backed the Batman board game probably already had an Indestroll game like I did. So, but yeah, if you're listening to this, you backed Batman and you didn't get a chance in the Indestroll game, especially if you're an Indestroll fan and you're listening to us, you should totally get this game. It is uh it is fantastic. I loved it and I'm still playing it. So, but yeah, uh, but it's good that um, that people haven't had a chance to uh, get this game. And yeah. all the Kickstarter exclusives to go with this game as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love it. You're right, exactly. All right. Let's talk about something you're going to be totally excited about. Funko! That's right, Funko. All right. Remember la- our last episode, we talked about the the Mikey Soda uh, fun- Funko figure? Yes. Well... Funko just announced Donatello. Oh, really? Yes. Where's my crank? Uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> crank. I, I, I'm going to say the next one should be Raphael. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot I think a lot of people will be upset if it's crank before Raphael, except for you. <laughs> okay, I have an idea for Funko for Raphael. What's that? So they make the, they make the soda, but... Uh, if they want to make it like so cool, they have to put the Raphael side like uh, crush. Oh, uh, look, crushing the soda. Yes. <laughs> that would that would actually be pretty cool. That would be so awesome. <laughs> that would actually be awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, Donato is available for pre-order. Uh, so when we posted the link uh, for pre-order, because it was a uh, Entertainment Earth that like sold out like within an hour, like and then so. I posted uh, for other people a uh, Big Bad uh, Toy Store, and a few people told me like they were able to uh, purchase it from Big Bad Toy Store, which made me happy. Now I checked, I checked right before we recorded, and Big Bad Toy Store is already sold out. Uh, yeah. So. So you didn't order? No, 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 I ordered. Okay. I ordered. Don't worry. You're safe. <laughs> I'm safe. I knew, I knew, I knew problems would be would arise if I did not pre-order Donatello. You have to save your marriage. I have to save my marriage. Uh, just like Michelangelo and Leonardo, there is a one in six chance of getting a chase, and this one where it also glows in dark, like Michelangelo and uh, Leonardo. <laughs> Uh-huh. So it looks exactly the same. It just it, yeah, it looks exactly the same except it, it glows in dark. I think I think the way you tell is like their um their eyes or their mouth is in like a different position. Like uh like it's just a little difference. Uh-huh. I know the I know our Leonardo does not glow in the dark. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we're gonna be talking about uh face masks. This is a 
different store than uh, the last store. The last store was, like, if you remember, it was the Nickelodeon shop. This one is OT Sports. And they they are making 2012 Ninja Turtle masks. 2012? Oh. Yeah, yeah like the 2012 Turtles, which like, surprised me because... That's already like eight years old. Uh, but uh, here are the what the masks uh, look like. Oh, the... Yeah, so you can get them in the actual I, mouse. I, I love Michelangelo's. You like Michelangelo's? Michael, Michelangelo's actually pretty cool. And Donatello. Yeah, yeah. Donatello's actually pretty cool too. Uh, so. But they're expensive. All right. The reason why is because if you see, you're getting three. Uh-huh. So this online store... Does not sell the mask individually. If you remember, like when we got but, our other masks. But if you see, they are, they are somehow like being, cheating too. They put each turtle in one pack. So right. You can have the four turtles together. You can have the four turtles together if you get the five, pack. But here's what here's the part that cheats. When you have the five pack, you don't get this blue one which has the team on it. Oh my god. So, it's either you can get the five, or you can, like, like for some reason, they didn't make a six-pack. Like, I don't, I don't understand why they, they couldn't just throw an extra on, on there, so people can get all of them at once. I mean, they, they just want to make you tempted. You're right, exactly. That, that, that's exactly right. Now, Which uh, one do you like? Leonardo? Uh, I don't know, actually. I was thinking, I was thinking about getting, um, either... Uh, Mikey or Donnie? Uh, I'll let you choose. Which one? Ah, they're both so cute. I know. Maybe Mikey? Alright, I'll get Mikey. <laughs> alright, alright. Yeah, I'll, I'll totally get Mikey. Now, this is what's the uh, cool part about this one. 100% of the proceeds um, are going to save the children of the COVID-19 global response. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, so, so like you know, at least like um, like all the profits is actually going towards charity. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so that that's what's cool about these masks. It's actually really cool. Um, personally, I was not expecting a licensed a, a Ninja Turtle licensed face mask for 2012. Like that. Like I, I mean. I know, I, I know, uh, Rise isn't really doing well marketing wise, but I would have, I would expected Rise to be uh, at a face on a face mask before 2012 was like official by Nick, by Nickelodeon, because uh-huh. that's the difference with these. These are official. Now I know you can get Rise face masks, and they're not official. Like you know, uh, like in fact, our our my Shredder and your Krang, those aren't official. Yeah. Um, uh, but. Uh, but these are actually official and licensed by Nickelodeon. Oh, cool! So that, uh, so that's uh, pretty cool. So that is all of our news. That was the news for the past two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I probably missed one or two. Like I know, like I know for like the past like week, I was like, oh, I gotta write this down. I gotta write this down. So I'm pretty sure there's something I missed. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Uh, b- normally after news we go into the episode, but we got our guest who's waiting for us right now. We're going to talk to Ash Paulson right now. Yay! 
All right, so uh, before we begin uh, with the uh, talking about the episode, The Fifth Turtle, we got a special guest with us right now. Uh, you probably heard him on Game Explain. He's done a lot of video game uh, journalism. I got with us a big Ninja Turtle fan, which is Ash Polson. I mean, special might be overstating it a bit, but I appreciate the uh, the compliment. Special guest, I don't know. Now, if I heard right, you have some special connection to the original series. Right, well, well, the original and the first Nickelodeon series, because there's this jerk named Rob Paulson. He's like the meanest, most arrogant guy in, in voice acting. He's just the worst, and I'm, I'm sorry if you've ever had to deal with him, but he just happens to be my dad. And so... You know, I know he's a pain to deal with, but uh, I appreciate you inviting me on to talk about TMNT despite that. I, you know, um, some people unfortunately had to be born into awful families, and I know <laughs> right. you can't control it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I, uh, I I have been very lucky. My, my, my dad was... Is, has been great. It was a, it was a lot of fun growing up watching him be part of this thing that I already would have loved anyway, even if he wasn't. But you know, to grow up having your dad be a Ninja Turtle uh, was was really cool. I mean, it was certainly a unique experience, and uh, it, it's kind of funny how it ended up working out because I always used to get a lot of uh, you know a lot of crap for the fact that my favorite turtle was Donatello and people were like well your dad's Raphael like that's just so messed up like what kind of kid what kind of son are you and I'm like and Raphael's like my close second favorite but Donnie's my favorite and then he would go on to play Donatello in the first Nickelodeon series so it's kind of funny how that uh, ended up coming full circle you know you totally answered like my first actual question because I actually was I was curious which one was your favorite and I always wondered if you would lean like I, I want to go to the one that my dad voiced <laughs> Well, it it does so happen that the two that he voiced are are my favorites. But I I started off loving Donnie and Raph both for their colors and their weapons, uh, especially Donnie. I love. I mean, blue's my favorite color, but sorry to say it, I might I don't know. This might get me some some uh, angry opinions from your listeners, but I can't stand Leonardo most of the time. So even though blue is my favorite color, Leonardo drives me up the wall. And uh, I love purple. Donatello, I love his bow staff. It's always been my favorite weapon of all the turtles. And then Raphael's attitude is just, you know, obviously he's cool but rude. But I really, really love the Nolan North version of Raphael in the fourth TMNT movie. Yeah. That was part of, like, the original timeline. That is, like, my favorite version of Raph ever, I think. And I, and I can say that because I watched that with my dad. And he was like, oh, my God, Nolan killed it. He's an amazing Raph, so this isn't stepping on his toes or anything. Actually, so uh, my wife uh, Anna, she does um, animation, and uh, we because we also do a YouTube uh, channel, and uh, we we were for a while we're doing like uh, some uh, like Ninja Turtle uh, animations, and we actually got Nolan North to actually do a voice for us for like because it's a it's a silly little short where we kind of like make fun of like the turtles and like some of the silliness uh, that they do. Yeah, it's and, the one that he later on um, switched to Crank. Yeah, the one he switched to Crank. Yeah, exactly. So we actually, oh, nice. yeah, because we actually got him to uh, record uh, for us. We unfortunately we still have this audio. We just haven't had time to do the actual animation just because it's just her doing it by herself. <laughs> and oh, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like, and especially since we actually got him to do the voice, we wanted to make sure that like we did that one uh, justice. 
Yes, but yeah, yeah he, do it perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, he was so nice because uh, not because like we wanted to do the whole joke that he did both uh, Raphael and also he did Leonardo in the uh, video game The Meetings in Manhattan. Um, right. And so, like, we wanted to do that kind of joke uh, with it. And then in the middle of it, he just started doing his uh, Krang voice from the 2012 series just to kind of play with it, too. Nice. That's awesome. He, he really, I mean, Nolan is such an incredible talent. He the, he has such a wide variety of roles. And I didn't go into TMNT knowing that he had done Raphael. So I was just, you know, sitting there watching that movie for the first time in theaters when it came out, thinking, God, this is like the best Raphael ever along with like the movie like the first three movie version and it's based you know it's a sequel to those movies so i'm like wow they really captured that despite it's not be it not being live action and then it all just comes down to like what is you know my my favorite tmnt related anything in, in any series or movie that rooftop battle between raf and leo is like my favorite thing i ever. love I love that we are. Um, we had an episode discussion not too long ago. We were talking about rain animation, and Anna was saying because you know she's an animator, and she was saying like you know a lot of people, especially like um, in the older uh, animation styles, like rain and snow was just easy because they would just loop it through. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, we brought up how the rooftop scene from that movie was like one of the most beautifully animated because they did all the water droplets and just everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like they did that one just so well done. And, and it's so sad that uh, unfortunately after that, uh, like they did that, they also did Astro Boy. And unfortunately, Amaji just didn't have, um, um I know. No. Yeah. It got shut down. It deserved better. They, they deserved better. TMNT deserved better. So did Astro Boy. That was yeah. also good. That was a great and, movie. Uh, it's just it's a real shame because I really wanted to see a fifth movie that, you know, kind of wrapped up, I guess, wrapped up that particular timeline because, you know, it ends with Karai very clearly signaling that the Shredder is going to return. And I wanted to see that in that animation style. It's incredible to me how much that movie has not aged animation wise. Like I can go back and watch something like Final Fantasy VII Advent Children and it still looks good. But you can tell that it's aged. But something about the way they made this movie, it hasn't aged. It's cr I mean, it has, of course, but not in the same way. And, and the animation, the way they move is just so beautiful still. Yes. Yes. Exactly. yes. You hit that right on the nail. Uh, so something I've always wanted, because, uh, you know, every time I've been, like, listening to your guys' podcast or watching your guys' video, and I was like, man, if I ever get a chance to sit down with Ash, this is the one question I always wanted to ask you. All right. Uh, how did you get introduced into like Ninja Turtles and Animaniacs? Because I know those are your one, those are your like two favorites, and they just happen to be voiced by your dad. Like, did you watch it on TV, or did your like dad was like, "Hey, check this out. I think you might like this." God, you know, I, I mean, at least in in terms of the turtles, I really don't remember. I, but yeah, I would agree. Like Ninja Turtles and Animaniacs probably represent like my favorite of my dad's like cartoon roles. Of course, he had some video game stuff too that I'm super into, but. As far as TMNT, I don't remember what came first. I don't know if I was even old enough for a while to really perceive, you know, what the relationship between the cartoon characters and, and at least one of them and my dad was, you know, when I was that young. So it certainly, there is an understanding there that emerged eventually, but I don't know how early that was. And I don't know if I was into the Turtles before I kind of figured out that he was one of their voices. I honestly could not tell you which came first in that sense, but I I do know that I've always... Well, okay, so so one of the first video games I ever owned, uh, I, I started gaming with the NES when I was four. 
and I got the Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt combination cartridge. That was like my first game ever. And then I also got the original TMNT game for NES, which as anyone who's played it knows is just a mess. It's incredibly challenging, terribly balanced, really good music, but it's not the best game to actually play. But, you know, I got that when I was four or five along with my NES. So that tells me that I was already enough into the TMNT that I would have wanted the NES game. But I don't know if that was necessarily caused by my dad's being involved with it, because I just don't know if I was old enough to understand. Right, right. So I have a question for you. Uh, did you ever beat the original game uh, for the Ninja Turtles? Were you oh, ever? man. Yeah, a long, <laughs> quite a while ago. It's been a while. Um, mainly because of that one jump. I think it's in the third stage. <laughs> yes. There's this one low jump you have to do over the sewer, over the water, and it's just the dumbest jump. Right. <laughs> you have, to, you have yeah. to press the A button just right. Exactly. And so that that uh, that stonewalled me for a long time as a kid. And then, of course, as I got older, I got better at games. I mean, I'm a huge Mega Man fan, so anyone who cuts their, their teeth on Mega Man is going to be pretty good at platformers eventually. And so I did uh, I did eventually go back and beat the game, but I can't say I've done it a bunch of times. Like, I couldn't go pick it up right now and stream it and be like, oh, I can beat this game no problem like I could any of the Mega Man games. Like, I, I would still have a lot of trouble now. So the, one of the funny things, uh, one of my uh, good friends, actually the one who introduced me uh, to Game Explain, he's a huge uh, Mega Man fan. That's why he actually... Uh, like likes to hear from your your side because awesome yeah yeah huge Mega Man fan and um he actually told me like uh because I um he still doesn't believe me that I can get past the uh the the damn level the second level <laughs> <laughs> like every time I say that oh, people man, I think yeah. I'm cursing <laughs> it's so hard that yeah the 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 damn level is so I mean no matter even if you know the the layout of it, and you memorize like the map layout. the The water physics are so janky in that game that it's just so hard to avoid the seaweed and the you know the electrical fields. And it's it's that game is so unbelievably unfairly difficult. Yes, no, no kidding. <laughs> oh, I remember. Uh, you also asked me about Animaniacs. Oh yes, 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 Animaniacs. Sorry. Right. So that I have a bit more of a of a memory of. I actually, amazingly enough, I acutely remember uh, the day I went into my dad's session uh, with him for him to try out for Yakko's World, and I think. I think that was the the thing that got him the part. I think that was the bit that got him the part when he went in. He, he either I was either there for him to sing that, and I was there for his initial audition as Yakko. But I know that I was there when he got the part, <laughs> and and that it was a big deal. And so I I was into Animaniacs I think from the beginning because I knew that this was such a huge deal for my dad, and he was going to be Yakko Warner. And then it just you know it ended up being a show that I would have loved anyway. Right. Um, but I, but I remember my dad and I would like listen to the theme song, like on my way to school before <laughs> oh, the show was actually out. Oh, wow. And he would be explaining to me like, you know, what the different lyrics of each part of the theme song, what they were referring to, like pinking the brain, Mindy and buttons, right. You know, Rita and, and, and all that. So I definitely, you know, got it, got into it kind of was, I guess you say I was groomed for it, but right. I absolutely do believe that, had my dad never had anything to do with Animaniacs, that it, it would still be a show I would have watched a lot. So, uh, the first time Anna actually came to this country, uh, like, I took her to a convention, and your dad was actually there, and 
we actually got him to sign, and it was also the composer of the music uh, for the sheet music to uh, Yakko's World. Oh, Actually, Randy Rogel. Uh, yes, 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 him. Yeah, Randy's great. I love that guy. Yeah, it, uh, like, and I, I still have it like uh, hanging. Like, it's part. Of, I actually put it with my Darkwing Duck uh, action figure co- uh, collection because uh, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make actually uh, uh, Animaniacs action figures. <laughs> but, uh-huh. uh, but so I put it over yeah. there. I was like, ah, it's kind of adjacent. That's true. And they still haven't, have they? Were there ever any action figures for Animaniacs? No, not for... I, I know they did... That's crazy. I know they did Happy Meal toys. That's the only thing I really know they did. Oh, uh, like wow! That's that's I never would have expected that. Well, then the obvious solution then is that they all need to be added into Smash Brothers as, as a DLC character, and then we'll get amiibo of them. Exactly. So that's clearly the solution here. That yeah. is completely the solution, and that's how we can tie it into the new Hulu series that's coming next in November. Yes. <laughs> oh, but uh, do, do you want to tell her about the experience that you, you had a uh, uh, meeting her dad for the first time? Yes, it was like uh, seven years ago when I first came and. Uh, I didn't grow up with Ninja Turtles, so all these things was new for me, and I didn't know anything. So uh, when I first met your dad, he had a mm, huge uh, Donatello uh, plushie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> then yes, it was very cute. Then I asked him if uh, if we can take picture with the Donatello, <laughs> <laughs> and his reaction was so cute. He was so nice, and uh, he brought the Donatello that we take picture and. Um, uh, I have like such a good experience of that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that's doll, great. Yeah, I think that doll. I think a fan. He, I think he said a fan made it for him. If I remember correctly, I can't remember. Honey. I think I know what you're talking about. I think he showed it to me, or he sent. He sent a picture of it to me and my mom, or something. But I, I think I know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, the, uh, but, but yeah that, that was her first, like, because she had no idea who he was. <laughs> Obviously, I knew who he was. And that's but why now I'm right. a huge fan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, something we, something uh, both of us appreciate uh, we did, he did for Ryako's World, by the way, is because uh, we're both from the country Iran. And a lot of people oh, okay. like this, like, a lot of people like to say Iran. And in the song, he actually oh. says Iran. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, no. My mom actually used to say Iran. She she's Southern, so you know, and and she came, you know, she left the South super, you know, when she's super young. So she doesn't have much of that left, but some of what she said, you can hear that a bit of that uh, that influence. And so she has said Iran before, but she doesn't say it anymore. <laughs> what, uh, where where from the South? Where because we're, we're we're in Georgia. <laughs> Oh, okay, so she was actually born in Georgia, Lagrange to be uh, specific, and then but she grew up in Shelby, North Carolina, uh, until she couldn't take the. It, it was you know a very, very backwoods town, a lot of racism and a lot of the things that come with a lot of southern backwoods towns. So she she left early on. Gotcha. No, uh, 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 completely, completely uh, understandable. Now. Yeah. So Ash, I have a question. When you play sure. video games, do you uh, get emotional <laughs> with the games too oh my... absolutely <laughs> like yeah, Kingdom no, no. Heart, did, did you ever cry for the kingdom heart <laughs> you're, you're embarrassing me now <laughs> oh many no, no, no more than once i mean i i like games that that you know affect me emotionally and really tug at my heartstrings and and my wife sitting right next to me and she, she would tell you as well that she has seen me cry over kingdom hearts <laughs> um she's seen that happen Sometimes I feel my husband when he's crying. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah. There are so many, uh, so many moments between all the different 
Kingdom Hearts games that I've gotten emotional, but Kingdom Hearts 3 certainly had a few, even though I have my very strong opinions on the way Kingdom Hearts 3 ended. Um, you know, back, you know, Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 10 and 10-2, both of those endings absolutely destroyed me. Um, my favorite game of all time is Chrono Trigger, and I cannot get through the ending credits song without getting, without welling up. It's just impossible for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's so many games that I play because I want that emotional impact. And I absolutely look at video games the same way I do cartoons, movies, books, television, whatever. You know, it's all art. It's all whatever you want it to be. And exactly. it's in your blood. You grew up with art. <laughs> exactly. I grew up, you know, I grew up amidst, you know, multimedia. And uh, so, I, you know, I grew up having cartoons and, and such affect me in an emotional way. Like, I, I'll never forget the first time I saw, it was like a certain certain episodes of biker mice from mars and mighty max and they were like they were both they were both like multi-part episodes and actually were more serialized than than the more of like the monster of the week stuff you usually saw back then they actually kind of had an overarching story and, and plot and, and emotional resonance and so from a from a young age i had been exposed to various forms of media that you know really played on my emotions i mean i i think for video games, the first game that I played that really, really affected me on an emotional level was Final Fantasy VI, aka FF3 back then. And that was what kind of opened my eyes to not only how uh, how resonant video game stories could be, but that was also the game that opened my eyes to my lifelong passion for video game music. You may have seen on my Twitter and such or whatever, I am obsessed with video game music. I listen to so much of it, and FF6 is kind of, I mean, I liked, you know, Mario music and stuff before that, but FF6 was kind of what opened my eyes to video game music as a genre, and that is such a huge part of the emotional component for me of video games that, like, you know, I can't imagine any of those moments I just mentioned in Kingdom Hearts or whatever wouldn't have landed, you know, half as impactfully without the music. Like, once in a while, I'll get somebody saying, well, you know, music's important, but it's not that important. I'm like, okay, go play your favorite game on mute and get back to me and tell me how that went. Yeah, yeah, so um, when, uh, it was uh, two years ago, well, yeah, yeah, it was before our son was born, we actually went to go see the uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, concert. It was like, it, that was nice. like, our, yeah, that was like one of our last, um, like, our last, like, date nights we had before uh, our child was born, because she was pregnant during that time. Yeah. Uh, but, but, like, I mean, she saw, like, how much, like, emotional I was getting during the music and everything, and they had, the, uh, and they had, like, the, the scenes playing in there but I, I was like I didn't even need to see that I was like oh I like especially when they started playing like dearly beloved I was like oh my god I, I was really hitting it oh no I mean I, I have been to I know exactly what you're talking about I've been to many video game orchestras uh and my amazing wife has gone to a lot of them with me she's been like she's into electronic music like the uh, mainly trance and of course I'm into chip music and video game music but there's a lot of crossover there so we've been able to expand each other's musical horizons and she's come with me to various video game orchestra concerts we just uh in back in february before the the world caught on fire with covid we went to the near uh near concert it was near and near automata and that was amazing um and actually best wife ever she actually went with me oh, nice. to japan I, we've been to japan a few times uh -huh. but we scheduled a trip uh two summers ago specifically to attend the rockman 
30th anniversary concert. 30th anniversary? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Mm. So, oh, cool. yeah. So we literally went to Japan and we made a vacation out of it, of right. course. But she was like, no, hey, this is your chance to see Mega Man music live. Let's go. And I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. So we've done a bunch of those. Um, I, I think I remember the first video game orchestra concert I ever went to was one of the earliest Final Fantasy concerts. And I remember very clearly hearing the opera theme from FF6 for the first time live. And that that hit me really hard because, you know, as you imagine, I, I wasn't the most popular kid in school, especially, you know, being into video game music. So, you know, of course, like many of us, uh, I got made fun of a lot. And, you know, ever, I certainly got dunked on for my choice in music. And so to have game music legitimized in that way, uh, you know, with a big orchestra, with, you know, a full packed theater in the U.S. was was a really cool moment for me. Right. Yeah, I think the very first video game concert I went to was like Final Fantasy Orchestra. And I yeah. remember like they ended it with the Sephiroth theme and like I, <laughs> so my good. friend and I, we went nuts. <laughs> oh, I bet. And I, you know, once things, you know, kind of get back going again, I, I know they're planning the Final Fantasy VII Remake concert tour. And whenever we're able to go to concerts and stuff again, I absolutely want to do that because I don't know if you guys have played it yet, but that soundtrack... Jesus, it's just that what a soundtrack in an FF7 remake. It's insane. No, unfortunately, I have not had a chance to play it yet, actually. Uh, unfortunately, okay. when uh, COVID happened, I lost my job. <laughs> and then, oh, okay. uh, yeah, I'm here, but, I got furloughed. I totally hear your pain. I'm yeah, so sorry. yeah, it's all right. I, I was able to land back uh, and everything. Like, it was something like I kept oh, from the listeners. I didn't want them to know <laughs> then. <laughs> but, yeah. but, like, uh, but yeah, uh, luckily, I, I landed back, uh, back on my feet. And, like, and then ever since I landed back on my feet, uh, the first thing Anna was like telling me she was like you should buy the Final Fantasy game that you've been like because I haven't actually had a chance to buy it because I didn't have $60 to throw away <laughs> gotcha well you, you definitely now you know now or whenever you do have uh, 60 bucks to blow or I think it's actually on sale right now for like 35% off so you might be able to get it for like around 40 hey, hey, now but I, don't I have cannot a... <laughs> recommend it enough it's my game of the year so far especially if you're coming from having played the original FF7 there's so much nostalgia and surprises, uh, so many surprises you're going to get out of it. Right. Uh, something I'm always curious, because I know that uh, you're really big into the music and the video games and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, Ninja Turtles, they had some, like, very memorable background uh, music with their... Oh, hell yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, like, the the action fight scene, like, do, like uh, I'm not going to try to attempt to sing it, but, like, do you, like can you still, like, kind of hear that in your head right now? Um, what, like which game? Like which? Uh, what specifically? Which game are you talking oh, about? Oh no, I was I was talking about the cartoon series. Sorry. Oh, the cartoon series. Well, yeah, I, I remember. I definitely have a general, you know, remembrance of the show's music. Like I couldn't pick out probably any specific in-game or in-show song, other than the title theme, of course. But I definitely remember the general. Uh, the general character of the music and the synthesizers they used, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, actually, our uh, podcast uh, theme, like our opening theme, is the opening theme from the NES game because that's like one of my favorites. Oh, awesome! Yeah, uh, uh, that's such a great. I mean, for for all that game's faults, the original TMNT NES soundtrack was really good. 
Right. No, I, I, I actually really, I really liked it. And uh, I know our closing theme is like the end theme to Turtles in Time. And the, the title is, nice. th- yeah, Thanks for Memories. Like, you know, I, I just whatever, like, uh, whatever, like, royalty-free music I can just put into the where YouTube can't, like, you know, or other uh, other things can't, like, be like, oh, no. No we're, one's going to claim it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was like, yeah, let, yeah. let me put those. Uh, <laughs> uh, our old videos, we used to put the the uh like the original theme in there and then all those all those eventually got claimed like Viacom was came in there it's like no no that's ours <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah we have to be careful with gx videos too with you know we'll we'll use background music on our discussions and news updates and such but we can't you know play it too loud or with no narration over it or, or we'll get claimed as well so i totally hear you yeah so uh speaking of your um uh, supportive wife have you ever played video game like too much that uh, she get annoyed or mad at you no not, not at all because we you know, we have our priorities of course you know we're it helps that we're both nerds like we're, we're nerds in different ways like i'm <laughs> of course my main thing is gaming and I'm, I'm super into anime and you know i love the mcu and harry mm-hmm. potter movies and stuff but uh she's you know she loves x-files and comics and you know other animes and she also grew up in video games so like the when we met i found out her favorite game of all time was earthbound so i'm like okay well i gotta get your number because that is (laughs) incredible taste um so you know i we we definitely we have our nerddoms but we also have our priorities straight like i've never been in a position where i would you know play would rather play video games than hang out with her and and vice versa you know it's never it's never been an issue like that and we play some games together and at other times, you know, we'll do our own thing. I'll be playing games. She'll be doing her own thing and kind of, you know, she'll be around and be seeing what's going on. But no, there's never been, you know, I've I've never even considered the idea of, you know, wanting to play a game more than spending time with her. So it's never Aww, been. That's so sweet. Now she's looking at me. She's like, Shh, you can learn this thing from her. Well, it also helps that we have uh, we have slightly different schedules too. She's she's definitely an early bird, and I'm a night owl, so I get a lot of time, you know, or at least you know when I'm not working, I get a lot of time at night, late at night, to kind of you know play whatever and do my thing. So there isn't a lot of conflict there either way. But you know, it's all you know, it's it's all about priorities and what's truly important. And you know, yeah, games are important, but they're not nearly as important as the people you love. So it's just kind of yeah, right, exactly. Uh, so. So uh, for uh, this this episode of our podcast, we're actually gonna, we're actually talking about the episode of Ninja Turtles, uh, the Fifth Turtle, which that's the episode that introduced uh, Zach um, into the series. Do you have any re- memories of Zach uh, from the TV show? I don't. I, I remember the the episode name, but I don't. It's it's funny because I remember the episode name. I don't remember Zach, but I. My one of my favorite episodes of the original TV series does have to do with a fifth quote unquote turtle, but it's not Zach. It's and it's not even a turtle, really. Uh, it's Raphael meets his match where he meets Mona Lisa. Oh, yeah. And I love that episode. But it's funny that there are two separate fifth characters in the original series. And we don't count Venus de Milo from the live action TV series. We we just don't talk about her. No, 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 no. no. Like, you know, um, you know, Viacom doesn't even own the rights for, for Venus de Milo. Exactly. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what a mess of a show. Good man. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, 
Zach was uh, voiced uh, by by someone that's very near and dear to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, so he's a fourteen year old kid who dresses up as a turtle because he is actually a uh, kid. Uh, and like, you know, he's okay. and like he and he's like one of those like his. Uh, his brother kind of uh, bullies him. He didn't really have uh, much friends, so he was all... And he just found, like, the turtles as, like, uh, his kind of, like, uh, like the people he really wants to hang out with because everyone else is, like, kind of, like, shunning him. Uh, well... Uh, I kind of remember this a little bit. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. your dad does the voice of the 14-year-old boy. That's great. That doesn't <laughs> surprise me at all. That's funny. <laughs> Like, and I, I, like, uh, so I don't know if you ever, like, uh, like, like seen it or like maybe now it might be maybe in your, um, in, in your subconscious or anything like that. But like, uh, I'm just like now just trying to see if you can like imagine like your, your dad like doing a younger kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's funny that he, I mean, he, he got away with essentially doing Mighty Max as his regular voice, which if you think about it. It's a little odd because what Max is probably what was he twelve or thirteen, fourteen? I think so. I can't he's, remember. He sounded like my dad, which which is kind of kind of silly when you think about it. But yeah, he's he's been able to play so many roles, young and old, and it's uh, it's certainly worked out for him. So I know I know you watched the original series and and the, and the twenty twelve series. Did you watch any of the other like uh, Ninja Turtle series that uh, were airing? I watched a little bit of the, um, what was it like? Was it early, like 2004, early aughts? The, 2003. 2003, yeah. So I watched a bit of that, not a whole lot of it, although I understand it was quite good and actually had a had a proper resolution to its story, which I think is very cool. Um, and then I, I kind of, I, I tried to watch Rise of the TMNT, but I bounced off it pretty quickly just because I, I just am not into the whole Teen Titans Go-esque art style. Um, I have friends on the production team. I absolutely respect all the hard work that went into the show but it just wasn't quite my my cup of tea i guess yeah unfortunately it wasn't a lot of uh people's uh, cup of teas and unfortunately it recently just uh ended and it was like one of those yeah. um nickelodeon kind of ended it early uh like i, I mean I, I don't i don't know how much your dad talks about the production with you or anything like that but yeah i mean he he definitely has mentioned to me that you know it, it certainly has not appealed to the you know the the masses the same way the other series did but he doesn't take it personally of course he is the he is the voice director for that series as well and um you know but he doesn't take it personally he says yeah he understands the art styles you know divisive it's it's got a kind of a more like a lighter hearted tone very teen titans go esque and that's not necessarily something people were looking for but it was something they tried and it has its fans and actually a buddy of mine just sent me a fight scene from that series and he he felt the same way he's like i'm not really into this but holy crap check this fight scene out and it was awesome so yeah that's yeah. something we wanted to talk about with especially the the final like three episodes like had like the best fight scenes of like the series and like we talked we, we we've discussed uh before we're like you know maybe if the show like started with this and, like because unfortunately people start talking about it before, like, too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think it just took a little too long to kind of, yeah, I guess I guess to make its point or, or make its case for why it needed to exist, I guess. But, but you know, I, I guess I, I am looking forward to seeing where they go next. I, I, do, I do get a little tired of all the constant reboots. Like, I know they're going to do another movie reboot now, and 
I just kind of like, I wish they could just stick with it. But at the same time, I know the 2012 series actually, you know, the two series now have had a chance to properly end their story. And I'm happy about that, especially the Nickelodeon series, the first one, because that one was just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. We we really enjoyed that. That was the first one uh, Anna got to watch, and she really enjoyed it. I told her, I, uh, we both agree that that version has the best splinter like out of all, yeah. all the series like we we uh we really uh we really enjoyed enjoyed that um i i really liked all the callbacks they did because something that the 2012 series did well that the 2003 series kind of like didn't want to do was the 2012 like it called back everything that people loved about the original and yeah. the 2003 was kind of like no we're our own thing we're we're sticking to the dark gritty comic right Right. And they and they really they did that well, I think. Like they really struck a nice balance between, you know, fun and slapstick and, and lighthearted, but also with a truly dark undercurrent that really, you know, kind of laid bare the stakes right from the very beginning. And uh, my my wife and I watched the first season together and she was really into it too and I, th I think it's definitely something that has broad appeal, even if you're not like a hardcore TMNT fan. Right. Now, uh, so going back into the original series, you know, um, first, um, like, were you one of those that actually stuck with the show all 10 seasons? No, I wasn't. I, I don't know exactly when I stopped watching. I think it was actually, I think it was probably the same time a lot of other people stopped watching, which was, I think season eight when they started redrawing the turtles with the narrower eyes and they had the stupid transformations like the, the giga turtle tra it was so dumb yeah 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 so yeah. yeah 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 like uh and i think that's like when i think that's like when your dad was off the show too um but yeah um now I, i've this is like always like my question like like to other people which which direction did you go? Because I see people go to two directions. They either went to Power Rangers or they went to Saved by the Bell. Which one? Which huh. which branch did you go to? You know what's funny? As I I don't think I went to either. It certainly <laughs> wasn't Power Rangers. Like I, people hate me when I say this, but I always saw the Power Rangers as like budget TMNT. Like I just and I know they're I know, and I know of course with the. With the context of it, like, I'm super into anime and Japanese culture, and with the context, I now understand that, of course, Power Rangers is a Super Sentai series. It's own completely own genre, like, and I totally get that. But growing up, I was like, well, Power Rangers aren't really doing it for me compared to the Turtles. But I was never a big Saved by the Bell fan either, so I almost want to say I picked the possible third path, and I, and I doubled down on anime. Anime? I got okay. really into anime, yeah. Well, okay, okay, that that that's very unique because like usually like the people like they, they go they they go one live action or, or they go the one live action or the other and like I mean uh but that but uh I'm I personally I didn't get into anime until like I was in like college like so that's that's kind of cool oh, okay. that you got pretty early. <laughs> Yeah, I got in. I got into anime around probably twelve or thirteen years old uh, because I I happened to walk in. I, I used to go to Comic Con every year, and I still was going to Comic Con every year uh, until, of course, this one was canceled. Um, but I used to go with my dad, you know, with him, and then I I would work in the industry and go to like work on booths and stuff. And I watched. I, I wandered into a screening of an episode of Rondo One Half, and and that was it for me. Once I saw that, I was done. I was like, I love anime. Ronda One Half is awesome. It was my gateway anime. And of course, I'd seen stuff like Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon prior to that. And I still, you know, love those series. But Ronda One Half was like my gateway to like, 
more than the anime you'd see on Toonami or Adult Swim or things like that. And so um, from that point on, I just kind of, I really doubled down on anime while still really appreciating shows like Animaniacs, Tiny Toons, Pinky and the Brain, Freakazoid, you know, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I would say anime was kind of the direct, and I guess that makes sense too, because gaming is my main thing, of course, like that's my main passion in terms of like what I do. So, you know, there's a lot of crossover between gaming and anime in terms of their fan bases. Right. So actually, uh, one of my good friends, he really enjoyed uh, Rama one half. I never got to. Nice. I, yeah, I never got to watch uh, the entire series. I've watched uh, some of it. Um, I could not. I was one. I could not get into Inuyasha at all. Like I, I just remember. Yeah, same. <laughs> I remember I went to I, w I went to college and like uh, so. When I went to college, I was still living with my parents because I was in a commuter college. But then I had a friend who went to a to like a uh, 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 college in Savannah, Georgia, and so I would like go down there for my my college experience. Uh, and I just remember one weekend I went down there and they were all watching Inuyasha for like the entire night, and like that yeah. like, killed it for me. I was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> anymore and like so and then yeah. when it got onto like uh, uh cartoon network i was like i don't don't, don't want to watch it yeah i mean i i appreciate it. it it just wasn't my genre wise it wasn't my thing as much um of course a lot of the same people were involved especially the english voice cast and such but yeah i just like to me every time i would see inuyasha and kagome i would just i would just wish i was just watching ranma and akane instead and so it just didn't didn't quite land with me and and unfortunately Ron the one half as much as I love it there's a ton of filler and it never got the ending it deserved it had you know it has kind of a it has an okay ending but it's not really even an ending and it's just it, we never got that closure that I wish we had all those years ago but you know what can you do what Rumiko Takahashi clearly doesn't want to do it so Right, right, exactly. Like, uh, I know one of my one of my favorite uh, shonen uh, animes. Uh, my friend told me that they're they're actually rebooting it and then giving it a proper ending was uh, Shaman King. So I kind of kind of got excited by hearing that. I don't know where exactly that was because he told me that before oh, okay. COVID happened. But uh, that was like one of those. Yeah. Like, I, I I read the manga and even the manga like kind of like stops and um but. And like there's some there's they haven't made an English translation of the true ending yet, but so I kind of want to see how that one actually supposed to end. Nice, yeah. I mean, there there is so much anime I want to watch. The problem is, you know, whenever I have free time, which already isn't that often, but whenever I do, you know, I'm presented with a few options. Do I want to work on my gaming backlog and and you know keep up with my games? Do I want to watch? TV shows I want to watch or anime I want to watch, movies, and I always, of course, pick games first because that's my number one thing. But unfortunately, that means I often fall behind on all the cool anime and all the cool shows and movies everyone else is watching. Right. No, uh, 100%. I mean, uh, like, ever since uh, Family started, we had to, like, uh, make uh, the those decisions. And uh, yeah. somehow... Somehow, my Super Sentai slash Power Rangers kind of got on the chopping block uh, from there. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. <laughs> that's, nice. why, that's why Anna was, like, laughing when you were saying you didn't like it at all. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have found a, you know, a, a new appreciation for them because I understand, you know, the, the, the niche they occupy. That they weren't just trying to copy TMNT, but were, at, you know, actually part of a you know, tradition in Japan going back way before the Turtles. So, or at least way before the Turtles cartoon, I should say. So, 
yeah, I certainly have a, have a different appreciation for it, even if I never really got into it. Um, but but yeah, it's just there. There is so much out there to consume these days, and so little time to do it. Exactly, exactly. Now, um, to be honest, Ash, I can talk to you forever. This has been like so uh, wonderful. Anna and I have been like really, yes, um, it, uh, it. I've really been enjoying it. Um, uh, just. Uh, uh, one thing um, before we uh, before we let you go, I just want to tell you this kind of story. When the first time I actually met uh, your dad, Rob Paulson, uh, which always like stuck to me. Um, so this was back in I want to say early 2012. This is like when they announced that he's going to be doing the voice of Donatello, and they just released action figures, but the show hadn't came out yet. Uh, oh, okay. I, um, I. I was I was doing a uh, charity run and our team color was purple. So I had the so I had the idea for because we we're going to do a auction that I was going to have uh, Rob Paulson sign a Donatello action figure and he was going to write purple to fight cancer. And nice. Uh, so I had him uh, I had him sign that and I, and I explained to him it was going to be for for charity. He was so kind. He. He uh, didn't. He didn't charge me for that signature, and uh, he um, and like and he made sure that I actually got something uh, that um, for him that the, to make sure that I had something from him for that I got to keep. And uh, yeah, uh, nice. and he actually let me take a picture of him like holding the item so we can like authenticate it. Uh, and that item actually sold for uh, like just under a hundred dollars, and the person who actually bought the item, uh, knew that I was a big Ninja Troll fan, actually gave me the item. Uh, yeah. So, nice. So, I love so, that. Yeah, so, so about $100 went into the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and I actually got to, uh, got, like, everything uh, from it. So, but your dad was so kind, and he was telling me about his uh, story and how like how it kind of related uh, to to him and everything, and I just really want you to know that like he was such a kind soul. That was the first time I had saw him, and definitely I can see the apple did not fall from the tree. Uh, you are so kind. You're so thank you for joining us. Oh no, I, and I, I thank you for having me, and I, I'm so glad to hear that because my dad absolutely does set a great example, I think, for other people who are in a position of influence and have fans and such. Because unfortunately, you see. Far too often, people who get you know a little, a few too many fans or a little too much fame, and they just get a big head about it, and, and suddenly find think that they're better than other people. And I just, uh, you know, I, I am, have been lucky enough to find myself in the position of having my own fan base thanks to Game Explain, and you know, I learned a lot of how I uh, how I deal with that from him. You know, I, I always saw that he just, you know, killed everybody else with kindness and and never. You know, never let his fame get to his head, and of course, you know his his audience is much bigger than mine. But I've been lucky enough to get my own kind of decently sized audience, and I just uh, I've had people come up to me and you know just be happy to meet me. And I'm like, my God, if you know, if if just me talking about video games and and chatting with you is enough to make your day, you're not the lucky one. I am. Like you know, and and you know, my uh, as you've I'm sure you've heard on Game Explain. My platform is inclusivity. I'm, you know, I'm I'm pro LGBTQ plus. I'm, you know, pro trans rights. I'm, you know, Black Lives Matter. Everything, and I want everyone to be included. I want everyone to be represented. And and when people come up to me and say, "Hey, you said that thing, and it made a huge difference in in my life, or or in my even just in my day," 
I don't think they're the lucky ones. I think I am just be, to be in the position of having been able to have that effect on on anybody. Um, that really is one of the most special feelings you can have. And so I learned that from my dad and I have to give him full credit for that. Aww. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, unfortunately, thank when this, you for having me. Uh, no problem. Um, unfortunately, when this uh, unfortunately, when this releases uh, your uh, your thing that your project you're working with your dad uh, game, that tune is already going to be long, long gone. But um, we can't wait to like watch that. Like that's the I think it's so awesome that you and your dad actually are working on a project together. Well, I hope it won't be long gone because the idea is for is for this to be the first of hopefully many episodes. So oh, hopefully it will. That means it failed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't. I thought it was just a one-time deal. Oh, that's good. Oh yeah, no. The idea is to make it like a monthly show, perhaps even weekly, but certainly at least monthly to start. And that just depends on, you know, how it does. If we can sell enough tickets and people enjoy the show, we're gonna keep doing it. Awesome, awesome. awesome. So if you guys listen to this, be sure to check out uh, Game That Tune for you can he- do both Ash and Rob. Yeah. So it's uh, you can uh, get you can uh, find more information about Game That Tune. Uh, and get tickets at uh, Flappers Comedy Club's website. They're the ones who are hosting this virtually for us. And tickets are only 15 bucks a pop. And our, our first special or the special guests for our first episode are going to be Ali Hillis and Jennifer Hale. And, uh, you know, anybody who's into video games and, and video game voice actors know who they are. You know, Jen Hale is uh, Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. Ali Hillis is Lightning from Final Fantasy. So we have a couple of really hard hitters for our first special guests. And uh, it's sure to be a good time. So if that sounds uh, like fun to you, then come check us out. on. It's on uh, Sunday, August 16th at 7 p.m. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do, we'll definitely be there. Uh, like I said, this is going to be aired after that. But uh, be sure to uh, check out Flapper to right. make sure to for the next uh, showing, and which should yes. be really fun. Um, Ash, thank you again uh, for doing this. You are amazing. Just to let you know, uh, I, I really wanted to talk about you and your childhood, and you answered pretty much everything. I uh, hopefully we get to actually see you in person uh, in a very soon time. Yes. I would love to, and and thank you both so much again for having me on, and I would be happy to come back anytime, so just let me know. I'm, I'm happy to do it whenever. You know what? Um, uh, it's going to take us a while, but uh, when we get to the Mona Lisa episode, you want to come back for that? Sure, I'd love to. All right. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> all right, cool. So, uh, all right, uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, get in t- uh, we'll definitely get in combat. Also, just to let you know, um, Anna's sister-in-law lives in Irvine, California. So if you ever want uh, Iranian food, um, she can point you at places, nice. or she can cook it for you. <laughs> nice. Well, next time I'm in Irvine, I'll be I'll be sure to uh, let you know. All right. Sounds oh, good. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you guys again. All right. No problem. Thank you so much. All right. Totally want to thank Ash for giving us his time for that interview. That was completely awesome. It, it was so cool. I enjoyed it so much. Oh, we we both enjoyed it uh, so much. Uh, something I want to bring up is one thing we talked about towards the end was him and his dad's um, show, uh, Game That Tune. Uh, we know when we recorded that, uh, it was... The, their first show was already said and done uh, before this ep- before this podcast release. Just to let you know, the next showing, their second episode, is going to be on September 20th at 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. I uh, So I have to, like, I think that's 10 o'clock our time. <laughs> and 
Oh, uh, you can get tickets at flapperscomedy.com, and I believe tickets are $15 a piece, and totally worth it. It's really fun uh, to watch. I didn't see, I don't know who the guest on uh, this next show is, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's going to be someone cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but So let's go ahead and get into our episode. Today we're going to be talking about the episode, The Fifth Turtle, which is Season 3, Episode 8. This originally aired on October 4th, 1989. This was directed by Bill Wolf and written by Francis Moss. Do you want to give us a summary, honey? <laughs> it's a long time I didn't summary. I know, long time! Exactly! <laughs> exactly! Unfortunately... Ash didn't remember this episode at all, so we couldn't. Get, he couldn't give us a summary. <laughs> I wish they could make some summary appeal. I could. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, we have a Fifth Turtle. Uh, is a little boy that uh, he's a fan of Ninja Turtles, and um, he he likes to be Ninja Turtle. So he's looking for them, and his uh, his brother is being bullied, and to him then. Uh, then he find uh, ninja turtles, and when the turtles uh, are uh, fighting with some bad guys, and then um, he find he, he find their way uh, to the sewers, and uh, he um, he get the I think Raphael um, communicator. Yeah. Uh, that's how he find the way and everything. Um, then. Uh, uh, then he meet uh, Splinter and Splinter uh, welcome him and um, tell the turtle to uh, teach him some stuff and then at the end um, he, he goes back home and uh, his brother see that he's uh, with the turtles and he feels very bad about himself. That's right. <laughs> Way and, to go. And, and I never talk about the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> there was no what? There was no bad guys in this. Uh, not not Anna, Anna's version. I, I no, no, no. This is Krang, who's just like you know, I just, just trying to move the Technodrome. I just know Krang had some Botox in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so some fun, fun facts about this episode. First, this episode introduces uh, Zach. Uh, so. We're going to see Zack and his brother Walt again. Zack actually becomes a pretty regular character. We're going to see him like uh, throughout the seasons, I believe, until until the until when they revamp the show in season 8. Uh-huh. Uh, he is voiced by Rob Paulson. Uh like if you can tell him that's pretty much Rob Paulson's voice <laughs> like right there, like you know, as as uh, Ash mentioned, like you know when Rob did Mighty Max, you know, that's pretty much Rob Paulson's like voice. He, I think he like heightened it just a little bit, um, but like it, it was just funny to me whenever I saw scenes with Raphael and uh, Zach like talking to each other. Um, <laughs> he did a very good job. He did a great job. Yes. Uh, something I'm always uh, curious. Like you know, hopefully one day we we can actually get Rob on here because uh, I'm I would be curious if like, scenes where he had to do both voices, did he just sit in the studio and do both at the same time, or did he record it separately? <laughs> <laughs> uh, some, this actually, uh, this one comes from Old Man Winters, which is an awesome fact right here. Uh, writer Francis Moss modeled Zach after his own son, uh, and so that's actually really cool. 
And he, Old Man Winters actually got this fact from the writer himself as he actually did a episode commentary uh, about this episode like years ago. Uh-huh. Like, um, like on his own thing. Uh, and that commentary is actually on, uh, I believe it's on the, the Technodrome uh, forums, if you guys remember what forums are. <laughs> like, uh, but uh, Old Man Winters always has, like, details, uh, details and, like, um, awesome stuff. Yes, and, uh, awesome. Like, yeah. Uh, definitely check out those commentaries. I listened to, like, I think half of them. I'm, I'm like, going through them. Uh, right now, and they're actually really cool, and, like, I, I really love, like, and it really reminds uh, me of, like, watching them with you, and how we <laughs> talk about it uh, during the show. Yes. Yeah, so, and, like, you know, if you ha- if you are not on our Discord channel, like, join our Discord channel, like, join the conversation, because Old Man Winters has, like, so many cool, like, behind the, st- rare behind-the-scenes stuff. That it's like it amazes me. Like yes, I don't yes. know why he should be doing this podcast, not me. Yes, yes, he's awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this, other... this is why we are doing this podcast because it connects us to like awesome people. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, uh, some of the other things he mentions, he said that this episode placed number one in IGN's 2014 countdown poll for the best classic team and T episode. That's weird for me because there's so many better episodes i think the message was good in this. I, I think the message was good uh and like and which is funny because that when he mentioned that the first thing i did was i checked the the cowabunga classics dvd uh, which is um uh lionsgate released it like i want to say a couple of years ago it's supposed to come with like 10 fan favorite episodes this episode's not on it uh-huh yeah uh so i don't know maybe in 2014 people were just just Except maybe in 2014, people thought this episode was about Venus de Milo. <laughs> uh, or or may, maybe they thought it was about Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing he wrote was, It's funny that the first mask-wearing, hockey-stick-wheeling vig- vigilante scene in the series is a kid named Zach rather than Casey Jones. <laughs> uh, I did think it was funny how like the, the similarities between the two characters... Uh, where uh, we do have Casey Jones is actually in the series. We'll see him uh, later. Uh, Zach appears more in this series than Casey does in the series. Really? Yeah, yeah. K- Casey is such a minor character. How come they mm, didn't bring a Zach to the other like movies or I, series or? I don't know. Something that uh, Sean from Team T Nerds actually he mentioned was why was there never made an action figure of him? Like, and I, I'm still kind of puzzled that because, like, especially, like, Playmates, the Playmates made action figures of everybody. Like, they made action figures of, like, uh, Fugitoid and Usagi had an action figure. Fugitoid never showed up in the series, and Usagi was, like, in one episode. Uh, like, so I'm just surprised that Zack never made it to an action figure. Uh, speaking of Team and Teen Nerds, um, Kevin... Uh, from Team and Team Nerds, uh, asked if uh, Zach was part of the Ghostbusters Kid Squad. <laughs> like, I just thought that was like, a funny thing, because in the Ghostbusters cartoon, the real Ghostbusters, uh-huh. uh, like, they had, like, the, they had, like, this whole, like, kid squad kind of thing, because, you know, since kids like cartoons, they want to have, like, kids, like, relate uh-huh. uh, to the series. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought I thought that was a funny thing. I said, you know, it would make sense. 
if they were at least in the same school, because they're both in New York. <laughs> but there was one person I 100% had to reach out to. So happy he responded. Um, and this is Twitter user the fifth turtle. Uh, so, I mean, when, when your Twitter username is the title of an episode, I'm going to reach out to you. I want to know what you think about this episode. <laughs> Someone called Fifth Turtle? Yeah, yeah, that's his Twitter handle, is the fifth turtle. Aha, uh-huh, that's so awesome. Yeah, and this is actually what he had to say. He said, such an awesome, fun episode. Zach is the epitome of all Ninja Turtle fans. He's the perfect character to live vicariously through. And uh, that I agree with that, like, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you so much, Travis, for, like, uh, for like responding to us. I, uh, I don't know if you listen to the podcast or not, but <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for reaching out uh, with us about that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, let's go ahead and start breaking down this episode. So, the episode starts with uh, Donatello on computer. Yeah, okay. He starts on the computer, and, like, the computer has that, that weird 90s, keyboard. 80s key- keyboard, like, with the text, where it's, like, green. It has, like, these, like, weird lines. Yes. Like, in it and everything. is like, oh, this is what the future is going to look like. Yes. Uh, I, I actually, I wanted to ask you, like, when you were a kid, you were watching this, uh, like... It seemed like really cool for, to you. To be honest, yes. And uh, all right, uh, you know, you know how much I love Power Rangers and everything. They made a one of the Power Rangers series was called uh, Power Rangers in Space. Uh-huh. And what they did was all the fonts in that series was like this keyboard like language thing <laughs> and like and the way they put it in there because instead of like having a flash they made it look like it was typing it out i thought that was the coolest thing <laughs> <laughs> like i really was like this is so cool and i i think like i think it wore out its welcome like after like the first like few episodes because then it goes into like okay let's just flash it in there like we normally do <laughs> but like i just remember how we just used to like type out on screen like yeah <laughs> um what a funny thing I thought about this. All right. So Donnie has this computer screen. And he's like, oh, he's looking at Jupiter because Jupiter, because there's going to be a planet convergence. And we're like, basically, the planets are going to like line up in a line. And this is the first time in like, I don't know, like 90 years, I built, uh, or 80 years, I should say, because this is 89. The last time it happened was uh, 1909. Uh huh. So he's looking at a small computer screen. Then he goes into like this big. It was it another computer screen? Was it a big computer? It was like, did he have like a star map? Or something? You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, yes, yes. It was like something on the wall. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. If this is a computer, why are you looking at this one? Like, why are you not looking at this big one? But like, we don't really see it much. Like, we we see it like for a second. We don't even see the whole thing. We just I think they put that order more for the audience. Prob- I guess so. Uh, that's the only thing I can say. Um, you know, I'm also gonna gonna relate this to gonna relate this to Pioneers once again. Um, one of like so one of the first like Super Sentai's I watched was uh, Go Go Five, and that whole series was like the beginning of that series was whole, all about. Like, they called it the Grand Cross, but it's basically what they called, what this was, the Planet Convergence, where 
all the planets are up in a line. And every time I was, when I was watching this episode, all I could think of was that. And it's just ironic because that's the one Sentai I'm like rewatching at this current moment. I won't be surprised in, in 2020 that happened. That all the planets. All the planets align. You know, we're already in, you know, right now we're in 2020, right? I know. Yeah, so so you're saying in the next few months this is going to happen? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding because yeah, all yeah. the weird things in the world uh, yeah, are happening. You know, maybe it already has happened, and that's why all these weird things are happening. <laughs> oh, to be honest, yes. <laughs> I knew in April something would happen that uh, in the, I don't know. It was about space. I'm not good about this thing. It's all right. It's all right. I didn't pay attention either. But it's funny because I, uh, here I wrote, what is on the wall? All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she asked me this like during the episode and I was like, and I told her like write it down, bring it up in the podcast because I have no idea. There's like these weird like like technological things that's like hanging on the sewer walls. Yeah. And I have no idea what it's for. Like it almost looks like it's broken pieces of like his last machine that like blew up. <laughs> Yes, or like those things that you change the switch and right, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a bunch of like parts, and I, I think just the animators were like, ah, just draw something tech, just draw something tech. Like, and yeah, then... that's what I, I think that exactly what they did. They just wanted to have a cool background. Right, right, exactly. So you know, Dantel's like telling turtles all about this cool like space phenomenon that's happening, and but they don't care. What they care about was, hey, we're hungry. It's your turn to pick up the pizza. I mean, you know, there's like freaking four of them. But, like, you know, the one who's, like, doing work, no. You stop your work. You get us pizza. Well, I mean, what seriously, what is Michelangelo and, um, and Leonardo doing? Like, well, why can't, like, they go get the pizza? I mean, the only reason I can understand them not sending Michelangelo is maybe the pizza might not come back. Yes, yes. That's the only thing I can think of. But, like, is all the time like driving like uh, yeah exactly you know it's always like driving and everything maybe he was just tired he like you know maybe he was like I don't know, doing some katas or something like that uh, and you like but uh Donatello goes i just want to remind you rafael still doesn't have license yeah yeah i think you're right we still haven't seen him drive in this episode we totally didn't see him drive but Donatello goes gets pizza and he asks rafael to come with him because Donatello's Donto. Is scared to go out alone in in night in New York, and he needs a buddy. <laughs> I mean, but no, no, he just he just he was like, no, I'm not going by myself. Raphael, you come with me. <laughs> and so we see Dantel and uh, and Raphael come out of the sewers. And did he, you see what they're wearing? The uh, creepy human costume. The creepy human mask. <laughs> All right, Neka, here's your other free freebie. Where? We need we need like alternate heads for our Ninja Turtle outfits with these masks, like with these heads. Like like I I, I don't want you to try to put the head. I don't want to put the, the rubber mask on top of the turtle head. No, I want to switch it out. I, I just want this to switch it out. Like you know, have the mouth like have this like gaping open like mouth open thing. I mean, we need these creepy masks. Like this is something that like the world needs an action figure for. But. They go, they go and uh, pick up the pizza, and then there's just thugs in the alley. What and like you know you, you would think like, it's New York. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's New York. There's thugs in alleys, <laughs> and like so. The next thing we see is that 
Donatello and Raphael, like, they go and take off their disguise. And here's what I had to write down when they did that. I'm hoping that you're not saying what I want to say, but just go ahead and say it. All right, all right. So when we... Because at this point, the Donnie and Raph already took out their creepy mask off. Yes. And they had the, the little hat on thing. I think you want to say what I want to say. <laughs> they take off the hat, and all of a sudden their bandanas over their eyes. Oh my god, yes. Is that what you wrote? Yes, because um, they took out the that um, human mask. Right. Then we see their face without the ninja turtle mask. Right. And then suddenly, like, the... the um, they, they took off, like, the, the hoodie, like, the whatever, the, the knit cap, like, the... the the, the the thing that you wear on top of your head when it's snowing. We don't have these in Georgia because it doesn't snow here in Georgia and it does not get this cold. Yes, they changed their costume in like two seconds, but we don't see like who put the mask on them. Right, 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 right. This mask just suddenly just appears on their head. That, that was like, that was a mistake. That, 100% that was a mistake. It's not our only mistake in this episode. But it's definitely a mistake. <laughs> and but you cheated. It uh, was it was my it was my cool idea. Oh, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What 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 was the next thing you wrote? Maybe maybe you're gonna steal something I was gonna write. Uh, I was writing that the the boy had like a green mask, and uh, I love that her his shell shell was like the. This, uh, the the garbage can lid. Yes. Yeah yeah. So uh, this is our first this is our first shot of Zach. Um. And basically, Zach's costume is great because Zach's costume is like something you can make, and that's actually something like I'm really happy that the artist like went with because they didn't try to give him like this elaborate costume that like okay where did this kid like find this stuff? Is this really he just took a garbage can lid, painted it green, and put on. Um, put on a mask, which, like, it's like a fuzzy kind of mask, where it's, like, half green, half red. <laughs> I, I, I have I an have idea for your son. What's that? For the Halloween. Be, he, he'd be Zach? Yes. I think so. <laughs> I think so. So, Zach is over here, and he's ready to fight. He's ready to fight the bad guys, fight the thugs. You know, he jumps in front of the turtles and, like, you know, I got these guys. And what he does is he knocks out the turtles. Both Donnie and Raph, he, like, accidentally, like, hits them. He hits them both in the face. They both fall down. And for some reason, the thugs, instead of, like, the thugs be like, hey, these two people were about to hit us. They were about to attack us. And uh, we now have the advantage because we can totally... Over t- there's four of us and there's one of this kid. We can totally take. No, instead they're like, Re- let's run away. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, 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 what? Like, I think because they were uh, ninja turtles, they get scared. Maybe, but the kid took out the ninja turtles by himself. <laughs> the turtles are on the ground. There's just a 14 year old boy in front of the thugs. It, like you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, did, were they really afraid that this kid, like... I think that the, it was a creepy combination. Probably. Imagine, like, uh, like turtles and a kid, like, attack you. 
Probably. You will escape. Probably. Probably. (laughs) You're probably right about that. But yeah, I just thought that was just weird. That, like, you know, it's like, (laughs) instead of them taking the advantage that Zach left open for them, they're like, oh, you know what? No, no, no. Let's run away. Let's let's get out of here. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe they knew that, like, even though this is the year 1989, they probably knew that people in the year 2020 were going to watch this and things are going to be looked different now if, like, four guys are about to, like, jump a kid. You know? <laughs> All of a sudden, like, Prince Hansen might show up there and, like, you know, he, they, and they might be on that show to catch a predator. So next thing I wrote uh, uh, is about the transfer module. I wrote yeah. that... I feel like the transfer modules are getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> And the, I can tell you so this. Cool. The, yeah, the tube is getting bigger and bigger. I don't know if you noticed this or not, because every like before the transport module like would fit perfectly in the tube. Now like the transport module is like the tube is like twice as big as the transport module. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god, they're so cool. I I really think that they have to make a Ninja Turtle theme park and. The transfer module has to be there. I, I, I totally agree. I'm just hoping that they don't make it so fast like a Space Mountain that <laughs> I have to enjoy it out of... <laughs> you have to close your eyes? <laughs> Not even close my eyes. I just I just don't write it. <laughs> but the backgrounds in this episode, I felt like they're very cool. Uh, like the house of the little boy. Right. Uh, it, I, we I had some it. really good layouts in this episode. Yeah. And we got we got some like really good layouts, I agree. And so animation in this series is so hit and miss. Because like there's so many episodes, like especially when we've seen like a series of a series of episodes where like, you know, Donnie had had the pink uh headband and like, oh, uh, like we're seeing like just lazy layouts, and like, yes. and then and then we get like this episode where, like, they actually have like really good detail. The animation is actually very fluid. Yes, and we don't get like weird angle of the faces, right? Or the characters. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, we th- this one like this had actually had a uh, this is like on track of like a good animated episode, like you know, and I know, I know this. This is a very, like, th- I know this this uh, record will be broken because, like, you know, obviously we're going to get into, li- into further episodes in this uh, season and we're going to see, like, oh, the, like, the Z team came and, like, animated it. <laughs> <laughs> we have to check the directors for the good episodes. Well, most of the directors have been uh, Bill Wolf. Uh, like, uh, so far, ever since I've been re- reading out the directors, has been Bill Wolf. I know it changes. Because at first I was going to, like, maybe I shouldn't, st- I should stop saying who the director is. But I see that, uh, I know later on it gets into someone else. Uh-huh. But, uh, majority of the series is either Bill Wolf or, like, now, here's the thing. He, it could be credited as him, um, because they don't actually put him, put him in the credits for it. So it could be someone else. We just... Uh, don't know, and unfortunately, like, what I don't know is that, obviously, like, this one has a good animation supervisor. Yes. And, unfortunately, those people are in a foreign, like, you know, th- th- those people are foreign. So, they're not gonna, like, credit those people as much as, like, you know, the American people who, like, because they feel like those are the people who are uh, more in charge of the show. 
Uh-huh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, this one definitely had a great anima- animation supervisor. Yes, I agree. Yeah, like, it, uh, if only, if I had access to that, uh, that's, like, something I'm more interested in, to be honest, than the uh, actual, like, director. We have a scene that where the, they took out the uh, the kid and uh, he's about to be crushed with the... With the pendulum? Yes. Yeah. And then... April is filming, and she said that, oh, this this will be, like, a very cool for our channel. I was like, what kind of person are you? Oh, my God. I didn't even, I didn't even write that down. I didn't even cross my mind. But, yeah, April is just standing there with the camera as the pendulum is about to hit this poor child. Yes, and, she's, uh, and she mentioned that, oh, this, this will be very cool. I, it just crossed my mind that, like... Uh, we see this kind of people that something has happened to someone and they instead of helping they just want to film it on their phone or right right exactly it's kind of like all right uh you know it was so controversial in the late 90s which i'm pretty sure you know about this princess diana uh-huh and like you know because the paparazzi were following her in the limo and they and they say like you know and like a lot of people are saying like you know if all they're trying to do was just avoid the paparazzi and they they wouldn't have crashed if like if it wasn't for them uh. and like you know it's kind of like how like this bad rap the media has been getting and like and especially like where you have people who are trying to film the story then to actually try to actually go out and help yes yeah, that uh, so April's already like go, falling into that trope. Yes, I didn't like it. No, no, that's so weird, and I'm pre- I'm pretty sure like that wasn't their intention. I'm one hundred percent sure that wasn't their intention. But like one hundred percent, like if you didn't say anything, I wouldn't have even thought of that. But no, like now that you put it in there, I'm like, oh my god, yes. she's just like filming it, just filming like poor Zach about to get crushed by this pendulum. While like you know, like Raphael has to go jump in there and save them. Yes, yes. One thing, uh, one thing I did write about the scene, uh, Mikey does kind of like break uh, the fourth wall, as he when they enter, uh, this was like a science lab, I believe, wherever wherever like the crystals were being stored. Because like, all right, this is obviously a science place. For some reason, they have a bank vault in the science place. <laughs> that like you know that 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 they're obviously they have a cheap bank vault because the way to open it is by having uh bebop jump on the on the uh handle and just pull it open like a like a cork out of a wine bottle (laughs) um but but when uh, the turtles get there uh mikey goes in there and and he actually breaks the fourth wall and says like like oh um what do you think this is the shredder show Oh, cool. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, you know, they're making fun. Because, you know, this, this, their show sure, name is the called... Show. Yeah, the, the show is called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, you know, <laughs> like, they're the main they're the main characters. I'm, I'm sure if it was up to Anna, though, this show would be called The Crank Show. Yes, Crank Show. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I never thought about it. It's, like, a very cool name. <laughs> I, I know, exactly. <laughs> so, um... Then... Uh, the other thing about April, there was a scene, April and Rocksteady are somehow, like, fighting, and 
Right. They are equal in strength. Yeah, it's kind of okay. Then April has to kick him. Right, she kicks him in the leg. In the leg. Yes, but it's weird that Rocksteady cannot be stronger than April. Yeah, you would think, especially like okay, Rocksteady's a rhino. Rhino has very thick skin. Yes. Like, they're naturally have thick skin. Like, if you kick a rhino, like, in the leg, I mean, I know he's part human, but still. Uh. Um, now, what's funny about that scene is that Shredder and Bebop, they first, like, they just run past April. Like, and April's just, like, filming with her camera. Like, she's just standing there filming with the camera, and, like, Shredder just runs past her. Bebop runs past her. Roxy's the only person who's like, you know what? Maybe we should get this lady to stop filming us as he tries to grab the camera away from her. I mean, you would think, you would think like Shredder would be the one who do, do, do the responsible thing. I mean, I can understand Bebop like running past her. Rocksteady is the Rocksteady all of a sudden he was like, wait a minute. This is not a good thing to have in our press junket. See, if Crank goes as undercover boss. Uh huh. Then he would, uh, at the end, you'll see that <laughs> he's, <laughs> Rocksteady is crying and Crank says, I'm giving you $50,000 because you're so awesome. And then he would, <laughs> he would how, fire a Shredder. How would Crank go? In a, I, I'm, I'm so curious. Does Crank an undercover boss? Like, does he like, does, does like Crank put a mustache on his brain or does he? <laughs> A mustache on the android body. <laughs> no, I think he put a uh, he put a wig on 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 the body. <laughs> on the body. That's, that's what he does. But we have like like here's the thing. If if Crank's gonna be an undercover boss, like we have to have the brain still there. Like like make it so obvious. <laughs> Because you see that these undercover bosses, they're so obvious, and for some reason, people that just don't notice it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Oh man, we totally need to make a Ninja Turtle undercover boss. <laughs> this needs to be a thing. And people have to follow this podcast. They have so many cool ideas. I know exactly. All right, all right. We're 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 making this. We're making Ninja Turtle undercover boss. I don't know how. I don't know when. <laughs> well, we make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. Exactly. So right after this, the next scene is we see that, um, like you know, Donnie like confronts like Zach because like you know basically, basically the turtles had, the the turtles like had a way to stop Shredder, but since Zach got in the way and almost like got crushed by the pendulum, that obviously April can't help him because she is too busy uh filming. Like, you know, uh, so instead of, like, blaming April, instead of, like, you know, uh, he goes and blames Zack for causing, actually causing trouble. I mean, it's, it's a fair thing. But we, the thing is, at this point, what we see is, like, so we see Donnie. And he's, like, you know, he, he's confronting him. And then, and then all of a sudden, he's, uh, his headband changes color to blue. In the next scene, and he takes off Zack's mask. Yes, I didn't like when they removed Zack's mask. You didn't like that? No, because they had they had masks, and they uh, for uh, for a reason they they are not removing their because they they want to keep their 
they don't want to show their identity or whatever. <laughs> what oh, they're doing a bad job not showing their identity. I'm just saying this right now. <laughs> but yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> but then they then uh, they don't give the right to the kid, and then I don't know. I just felt like it's not. It wasn't right to remove. When you have mask, you cannot remove someone else's mask. No, no, no. I, I, I agree. He, he was a little harsh. He, he was being a little harsh on Zach. I mean, but at the same time, they're trying to show. He was trying to show, hey, we're doing this as a serious business. Like, you know, he was just trying to show, show him, like, you know, you're, you're a kid. You don't have like ninja training. Um, I mean, I, I mean, at first I was gonna be like, oh, he's much younger than that. But we also have to forget. Let's not forget. Zach is. 14 years old. They mentioned he was 14. Yeah, yeah. They, they mentioned he was 14. He looked like six. I, I, well, he he looks like he's like, uh, like 10 to 12, but but somewhere in the episode they mentioned that he's 14 years old. Really? So Zach is 14 years old. The turtles are teenagers. Teenagers. I mean, and so they, they we never we never he we never heard what the the turtles' ages are, but according to the back of the boxes of the action figures, like they're either fifteen or sixteen, maybe one of them seventeen. But like, so they're the same age. Yeah, they're almost the same age. I mean, now I okay. Now here's the thing. I, they... I know there's a mature difference between fourteen and sixteen, but still, he's not like that much younger than them. Yes, and they call him kid. Yeah, they kept calling him kid. Exactly, and because that would that would be like me going to like a twenty year old and calling him kid. I mean, we're at that point like the age difference isn't really there. If like they probably should have made Zach younger, or determine or or determine what the turtle ages are. Uh, ages are i mean um but like i mean let's be honest the the show like even though it's called teenage mutant ninja turtles the turtles they they act like they're like in their 20s i have a feeling when they design and um when they design zach they mean some something like i don't know eight or ten but then later then uh since he goes to the city sewers and everything they're like no uh, that young, he cannot go all these places by himself without. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. But like, they're being so harsh on him, and and like in reality, the age difference is not that much. Yes. Right. So that's just something I just want to add there. So something, Raphael. I think it was Raphael. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just like this uh, line that he said to the Zach. Get real, kid. Uh, no one want to uh, be mutant and tear turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I believe that was I believe that was Raphael. I didn't write it, write down who it was, but I believe that uh, that was Raphael that said that. And you know what? No, it was Raphael because I remembered that. Actually, I remember that scene because that was the first time we actually see Raphael and Zach together. And in my mind, I was like, Oh, hey, it's Rob Paulson talking to Rob Paulson. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah. So, so something you know, we talked about on the car bus, uh, I noticed that, uh, I don't know why, but I felt like the head of the body of the crank yeah. was so much tinier this one. <laughs> it probably was. Maybe, they probably, like, I mean, I'm sure, like, 
I'm sure, like, you know, when they're drawing and everything, doing, like, scales and that kind of stuff, they probably, like, forget, like, how big that was. Uh, but, like, yeah. Like, they, they probably, like, they probably drew the head, like, smaller than what it normally was. I did, like... I did like in this episode, um, uh, Shredder go, Sh- Shredder like does kind of like go to Krang. He's like, "Oh, you're uh, one day you're gonna stop uh, uh pushing. One day I'm gonna have you stop pushing me around or something like that." I did like that Shredder kind of like stood up to him about that. <laughs> and of course, Shredder does in this episode say, "Oh, how come when the mutants mess up, they're my mutants?" <laughs> like you know and th- this is our first instance of seeing them like kind of argue almost like a married couple does yes <laughs> but i still i still think that krang is the boss oh you know you're probably right krang is probably the boss so uh what was those uh sticky things that uh on the the, the, the turtle's feet yes all right so at this point the turtles they go back into the lair and the, and then the, fir- the first thing, like, when they get out of the van, like, Leo yells at Mikey. He's like, Mikey, did you, like, uh, drop the pizza on the on the floor again? And Mikey's like, no, I haven't eaten in the, in the, in the van in, in a while. What we find out is that Zach put, like, some sort of, like, paint. This ultra, like, this paint um, on, the, on the floor of the van. That, like, so when the turtles step on it and then they go into the sewer, uh, they're leaving these tracks of the paint. And then uh, Zach was able to use his ultraviolet glasses to find out where the turtles live in the sewer. Uh-huh. And so that's that's what it was. It's like they're just trying to show, they're trying to show, like, Zach being smart about something and then like kind of give them something that's not exactly like high tech but something believable that a child might have uh-huh. yeah and then, then he put his uh glass then we saw the shine yeah 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 when he put his glasses on uh we saw that like you know we we saw the ultraviolet like show like the the sparkles from like the paint Mm-hmm. And and that's how and that's supposed to show how like Zach knew where to go in the sewer because like you know, they're they're just trying to show like hey this is how Zach knows where to go to find the turtles but Shredder Roxanne and Bebop have no idea where the turtles are at. Mm-hmm. That's basically uh, what that was. And then so over here, you know, Zach's in the turtle lair and the turtles are like oh my gosh and then like you know Splinter Splinter's all happy he was like oh phew. If you're smart enough to fool my students, then you're totally welcome to be in here. Okay, my question is, how on earth, as soon as Zack saw Splinter, he was like, Oh, are you a real ninja master? Because Splinter has a has a has a key on. He's a, he has this like robe and he has to uh, I, I yeah, that he, look, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm nowhere, no, no, nowhere in there. Like Zach knew about Splinter. I mean, everyone knows that the rats are bad guys. Right, exactly. I mean, like, all right. So obviously, Zach knew about the Ninja Turtles like uh, before, because like that's why he dresses up as a Ninja Turtle. Uh-huh. And like, we're still in the 
era of New York in this series where some people don't believe that Ninja Turtles are real because his older brother Walt. Do you believe? Like, well, he, well, um, well, Walt doesn't believe that there's Ninja Turtles. I know. I'm asking you. Oh, you said some, oh, oh. some people don't believe. Oh, 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 I believe. Oh, oh, Ninja Turtles are real. Ninja Turtles are real. They're living in the new sewers of New York. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. This about, is a. What this... about Sanda? Sanda is real or Ninja Turtles? <laughs> I, I, I am not going to answer that question for our younger <laughs> listeners out there. Because I don't, I, I want them to always, if they believe, I want them to believe. If they don't believe, I don't want to uh, try to sway them on to whether to believe or not. I, I love your answer. I know. That's why I should run for president. <laughs> <laughs> so, something cool about Bebop. Oh, what's that? He wanted cartoon on the channel. Then they're arguing what to put on the... Uh, uh, on the TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, oh, we're going to watch a movie? And he and he was like, oh, let's watch some cartoons. Yes, that yeah. was so cute. It was cute, yeah. No, I, I, yes, no, I, actually, I like that line. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. And, of course, I see you wrote something I'm about to talk about. <laughs> and that is the bicycle license plate. <laughs> because, all right. This is our next t-shirt. <laughs> uh, our next t-shirt is uh, 70131. It's a bicycle with this number. <laughs> it's a bicycle with this number. Oh, Now, alright. I know you can get license plate on bicycles. Like, like I mean, and like what I mean by license plate, I mean like you can get like, because you can go to like Walmart and Target and buy these like, plates and it usually has your name on it um except for my name until i changed it to jason because my real name was never on there so i had to like go physically change my name so i can have a bicycle license plate (laughs) but like i i know that they have those but i don't know if you could actually register a bicycle like, in any state, maybe, I, I don't think in the state of New York, you can go and register a bicycle and get, like, a, your own bicycle license registration. I don't know. I just know uh, Bill ever uh, <laughs> register the bears and you buy the bear, they, they put a code inside Yeah, it. they do put a code inside it. And, like, you know, if you ever do lose your bear... They have a little scanning thing. You open it and you can scan it inside the bear. And it'll know who built this bear and, like, whose name belongs to the bear. That, that That's true. But, like, so Shredder, like, okay, so first is bicycle actually has, like, a real, like, license plate. Like, you know, and it has, like, a, mo- like, it almost has like, a motorcycle license. And, like, for goodness sake, Zach is 14. He shouldn't even be old enough to have a, any kind of license. But apparently his bike has a motorcycle license plate on it um and then shredder like calls up gives the police yeah he calls up the police gives the bicycle number he's like can i get this address and they give it to him (laughs) again just make sure we never go to new york if the police is yeah exactly give your address if you give the license right exactly I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> in 2020, 
That would not happen if some if some man called up sounding like his Uncle Phil from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air asking where a 14 year old child lives. They're not going to do that. <laughs> they're just not going to. They're going to be like, sir, do you have any identification that you're this boy's father? No, you know what they do? They just keep conversation with him and then they track him and then they go and they say, okay, let's go to the jail. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. But yeah, yeah, 100%. But I understand that they needed the address for the next scene. But like, I mean, they. Like you know, this this totally wouldn't have happened anywhere, at any time. <laughs> no how. I mean, that license plate honestly should have just said Zach on it because I know you can buy a personalized license plate with the word Zach on it. Now I'm curious what what is this number? It's just a random number. Maybe a random. You know, it might stand for. I have no idea. It, it could stand for something. Well, uh. We'll have to find out. I'll try to see if I can find out anything about that. But, you know, Shredder has an address. Roxanne Bebop. Next scene. They go into uh, Zack's uh, bedroom. Because, oh, okay. Did the police also give Shredder, like, which bedroom <sighs> Zack is at? I mean, because, like, like, literally, Roxanne Bebop, like, they put a ladder... To the room. Like, how do they know that this was Zach's room? How, uh, wh- that scene was very scary. I was, I was thinking if I, if I look out of my window and I see that two person are climbing up my bedroom, I wouldn't say, oh, these two are those two bad guys from, like, the Ninja right. Turtles. I would scream and escape. Right, right, exactly. But, like, how did they know that that was his room? That could have been Walt's room. They didn't even know that there was a Walt. How did they know this wasn't the mother's room? How did, like, you know, um, like, like, they just happened to, like, be like, mm, that has to be his room. I see the bicycle. Because there's no way he put the bicycle up in his bedroom. <laughs> it's just weird. But did you pay, did you pay attention that there was a, a po- there was actually a, two posters of this. Oh, I saw you. I, I actually wrote. Um, poster of Ninja Turtle uh, Forever. Yeah, Ninja Turtle Forever. Yes. And there was another one that I think it was his own um, painting. I think so. They, they both look like his own like drawing. Where uh, of like it was like him and the four turtles. It was yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I just wrote that like so with something uh something ironic is like the the 25th anniversary movie with the 2003 car- uh, show uh, where they meet the the classic turtles is actually called um ninja uh ninja turtles forever or or i'm I'm sorry it's called turtles forever and so i i just thought uh i I just thought that was ironic now here's the other ironic uh part which is totally a reference to a classic 80s movie so roxane bebop they're in they're in zach's room they're trying to search for him and Zach, you know, he's in the, he's in there with like his dolls and yes. everything. Yeah. So. Is it Home Alone? Not Home Alone. E.T. Do you know that movie? Yes. All right. If you saw one of the dolls, actually looked like E.T. Oh, really? Right. And that is a classic scene from that movie. 
Because there's a scene in that movie where uh, E.T.'s, like, trying to hide from the, uh, from the government. And, uh, and E.T., like, hides in with the dolls. And, like, they go search through the dolls and, like, and they just assume that he's, like, he's one of the dolls. Yeah, and so one of the dolls is actually, they actually drew one of the dolls to look like E.T. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's for that reference. Oh, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that. Right. Uh, Something, okay, something uh, we totally skipped, and I can't remember uh, where this was, but this was in the turtle's lair. And we see Donatello in front of a calendar. Uh Uh-huh, it was a dinosaur calendar. Yeah, it was a dinosaur calendar. This is what I wrote about the calendar. The calendar, the week, starts on Monday. Oh, did it? It didn't start on Sunday, because it was like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It didn't go Sunday, Monday. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. And now, that could be a, a foreign thing. Like, I'm not sure what country uh, this this uh, series is uh, animated in. It could be Korea, it could be Japan, it could be... It could be one of those countries, uh, and uh, to be honest, I don't know how they structure their their days, but I know other countries like there some of the some countries they start their week like on Monday as opposed to Sunday, uh-huh. and that that could be it. I mean, you know, that I, makes more sense. Yeah, I know uh, Iran. You guys start Saturday. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was about to say you guys start your week on Saturday, and your the last day is Friday. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and because uh, I always. So if you guys don't know the, it's so. funny because uh, I'm living here, but uh, I still am um, on that schedule. You're still on that schedule. So, uh, so just to let you guys know the how basically how like Iranians like the Farsi words for the days of the week is you have you basically you have Saturday and then you have. One Saturday? Yes. Then two Saturday? Yes. Then three Saturday? Yes. Then four, yeah. So, yeah, and, and that's how, that's how, that, that, that's how it goes until Friday. <laughs> Friday has its own word. Yes. And, like, but it always messes me up because <laughs> I, as a Westerner, I try to start on Sunday. And so every time... Oh, I you keep, say one Sunday, two Sunday? Yeah, I keep saying one Sunday, two Sunday. And so, so, like... So whenever, like, whenever I would hear, like, oh, it's going to be uh, like, you know, three shambe, uh, like, yes. um, I'm thinking, oh, that, uh, okay, that's on Wednesday, <laughs> but it's actually Thursday. <laughs> oh, you do actually, like, math and everything. Yeah, 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 that's how I do it. No, they, no, you have to think simpler than that. <laughs> You think uh, you think too complicated. I think too complicated. I I think I actually totally messed that up. I'm uh, um I I like now 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 I think about it. I, I think uh that no no you said correct. I because, said correct. Okay. Yes, because you added uh you no you did correct. Okay okay but yeah um but but yeah like that uh that that I was like. Uh, that that always like messes me up. But let let's get back into uh, the episode here. We, we don't need to get into Farsi lessons anymore. Because <laughs> like the next thing I wrote is we have a point where Donatello he's he's basically describing about the 
his describing about like you know the 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 planetary uh, convergence um, again to the turtles, and he's explaining like what Shredder uh, can do with the crystals he's stolen, and at this point, like he starts talking, and then the animators just forgot to animate his mouth, like towards the end of his sentence. And he, so you just see him, like, just there, like, frozen <laughs> for, like, two to three seconds as he's still talking. It was just really weird. I think I missed it. You, uh, it it's all right. It, it, it was easy to miss. But, so at this point, at this point, um, you know, the, uh, Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop, they're, like, uh, uh, they're, what, the planetarium, I believe? They're, they're at, like, some other, like, science-type building. Yes, I wrote prison, because it looked like prison. I, I, I think it's a planetary. I don't think it's prison. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know, it could be. Maybe it was prison. Oh, uh, and... Obviously, Zack knows where to go, because he overheard Roxanne and Bebop. And... And then, like, Zack was like, okay... I'm sure that I'm sure Dantel is smart enough to know that the they're gonna be here, so I'm gonna wait here uh for the turtles. And he does this, and when he does this, the bad guys they capture Zach. Because like they're like, oh, he's right here. Let's capture him. And this negates our previous scene with Zach in his room. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because, alright, they went out, the animators, the directors, the writers, they went out like, okay, Roxanne and Bebop, they're going to go into Zack's bedroom. They're going to try to find Zack. Zack's going to outsmart them and, and, get in, um, and not get captured by them. But he's going to overhear them and know, and know where, um, where to go. Uh, to get them, but only for, like, but, but then the bad guys, like, the next time we see Zack, the bad guys capture him. Like, they could have just had Roxanne Bebop just capture Zack in the bedroom, get to the next scene, and, like, they could have cut, like, they could have cut, like, a, a few, a few minutes off. To do, other th to do other things, which I will get into what they could have done at those few minutes they could have cut off without, like, doing this Zack, like, outsmarts them only to get captured. I think, uh, I think uh, maybe they just, uh, they wanted to show that he's, a, he's also smart, uh, or, or they wanted to push that uh, reference uh, scene to it. That the, that's the only thing I think of is they just wanted to push that uh, E.T. reference scene in there. And, but they, like I said, it him getting captured as soon as he got there just really negated the whole thing. It, it's because, like, the bad guys were going to capture him, bring, bring him to the place. I mean, there was, like, we all all they did was just, like, added extra minutes in there that was really useless yeah and i'm gonna get to why i'm gonna get to like why this like what they could have done with these few minutes that they they could have cut out there's a scene that uh donatello uh, uh is on the computer and he's like uh looking at some information right and we see donatello's face and 
the light of the computer, the blue light of the computer is on his face. Uh huh. And I thought that was very cool. We saw that the light on and off on his face. That, yes, yes. No, and, and that's that backlighting, right? Yes. And we definitely saw the backlighting with those crystals too. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no I, I definitely agree with you. I think that's the scene. I think that's around the scene where they didn't animate his mouth when he was talking. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So there was there was some lights uh, in the street and everywhere. Yeah. That the the light had some like blurry. It was the the light was blur. Oh. Uh-huh. And I was just wondering how they did it. I don't know. Because if it's cell, uh, because if it's the digital, I can I know how, how they do it, but I'm pretty sure it was cell because I don't think it was digital. I don't think we had like digital back then. If it was cell, so, I'm just wondering how they how they did the. That that's a very curious thing. Um, no, no, that that that's a very curious thing. All right, so uh, I'm I'm I am kind of like curious about that. So the one thing. I wrote here is that so the turtles they get to the planetarium and Leo and Mikey uh that um they go inside uh with um with Shredder like in uh to uh to go against Shredder and then while Donnie and Raph they're outside Fighting the foot soldiers, and also Roxanne and Bebop. Yes. Right, and like you know, like the first thing Donnie and Raph do is like they make the the transport module like drive backwards to get like the foot soldiers out. Yes. Right, and then then they take out, and then um so while this is happening, Shredder's able to capture like Leo and Mikey, like you know, and like uh, basically because the, he has uh, Zach as the hostage. Mm-hmm. And so, so now, so now Leo, Mikey, and Zach are are captured. Raph, Raph, and Donnie. They, they beat Roxanne and Bebop, and they're like, "All right, time to go inside." They get inside, and we quickly see that they're, they're captured. captured. Yes. They're captured. And this is like where I'm going to that few minutes. They could have they, they showed us. They could have showed something. They could have showed like as soon as they get in there, like Shredder has uh, like, you know, he has his claws at, at Zach and, or like Zach and the other two or something like that. And they're like, like, you know, throw down your weapons, uh, you know, like stay like just uh, something. I mean, it's just like because we go. It's, it's almost this like F troop, uh, cutaway gag. We're like, oh, what? What are you gonna do? Make me uh, dress like a woman and do the hula, and then the the, the screen flips and the guy like just dress up, uh, dresses up a girl and does a hula. <laughs> I mean, like, like, like we get like from like they're winning. To just suddenly, with no explanation whatsoever, that they're captured. Yes, it kind of was funny. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was kind of funny. It was like, like I mean, and like I know Raphael makes a joke about it. I, I know, I know he did, he makes a joke about it. it. It really was like okay, because it was just so out there. And like I said, 
like I said, like, you know, we wasted so much time on, like, Zack not getting captured, only get captured, like, the next time we see him, that, like, they could have, like, cut, they could have, like, they could have just had Roxanne and Bebop go there, capture Zack, not do the E.T. reference, <laughs> and then, like, you know, we had, like, an extra, like, two to three minutes, we could have, like, you know, where we explain and we see how Raph and Donnie get captured, and we don't have this awkwardness of, like, Donnie and Raph all of a sudden, like, go from, from yay to aww. <laughs> no, I'm kind of curious. Can you check to see that that number of the bicycle has anything uh, related to E.T.? You know, I'll check. Maybe. It could be. <sighs> I don't know. No, in, in, in E.T., the bicycle did, like, you know, you know the bicycle is very prominent. Like, there's a bicycle prominent in E.T., Yes. You know, you know, it jumps in front of the moon and everything. Yeah, check that. Yeah. There might be a yeah. connection. So, uh, then the... Um, uh, Zach says that I have an idea. Right. Uh, how to, uh, uh, to save ourselves. So, he said, uh, do you have... Uh, the, give me your communicator. And then uh, Rafa says, uh, who are you going to call? Uh, mutant boosters, which was a... Reference to who you're gonna call Ghostbusters. That's right. So here we go. We have a second 80s movie reference, <laughs> which is Ghostbusters. Which is funny because we mentioned earlier about the Ghostbusters of like the kids from the Ghostbusters. You know, yes, yes, yeah. Yes. It's kind of funny how like it went like full circle there. Uh, so obviously Zach is getting the communicator because uh, we didn't mention this before, but when Zach first went. Uh, into the sewers, like, he showed that if he plugged in, like, his microphone into the the communicator, it made this high-pitch noise, and Donnie explained, like, oh, hey, if we make a lot of noise, um, those crystals will break, and so, like, Zach, like, I was like, oh, let's make this reference that I, I totally made this, um, this, uh, this reference to earlier in the episode that you probably already forgotten and like you know so obviously they they get the they get the communicator now he, all right here's here's my thing about this whole thing all right so they're all tied up and everything and they're like okay can you get the communicator yeah hold on and they're able to like just reach over like here, here you go here's the communicator <laughs> and and like all right hold on let me go plug it in hold on i'm like <laughs> like like how how tightly tied were they and then because like then after that like leo like throws the throws like the crystal shard up and then Raphael he grabs it out of his hand i was like oh let me go cut i'm like wait wait are you sure you couldn't just like bend down and grab it with your hand i mean like where is it that your hand is like tied up and where is it your hand is not tied up like, just, throughout the whole thing was just, like, bothering. Like, I understand, like, there's some slack you can, like, move around with. But then, like, there's, like... <laughs> then there's, like, this. Where, like, I mean, obviously, Roxanne and Bebop had to be the one who tied him up. Maybe? No, Shredder was the one who was... The, well, Shredder had to tie up Mikey, Leo, and Zack. Oh, because Shredder was the only one in the building at that time. So why you said that it has to be Bebop and Rocksteady? Because they're strong. What? Because they are strong. Not not because they're strong. Because like they mess up stuff. Uh huh. <laughs> and like, but 
Like, yeah. So, all right. Someone they, didn't go well, to... Well, they get the uh, crystal from the floor with their with his foot. Yeah, yeah. He does a crystal by the foot. But then when he throws it up, Raphael catches it with the hand. Uh, and, uh, then, uh, yeah. and then you see the hand is, like, completely out. <laughs> I mean, the hand, like, the hand looked like it could untie them. Like, you know, like, it really looked like the hand could have reached on the floor and to grab that crystal. Instead of, like, Leo using his, like, foot grabbing skills. They just have to... They just have to save the turtles at the end. Right, right. I, I know, I know. But the turtles, they cut free. Um, and... And then, like, they go and chase... They go and chase, uh... You know, Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop, like, out of the planetarium... Now, all right, before they chase them, like, you know, when the crystals were working, we've seen the Technodrome, like, actually, like, rising. It's moving around. It's trying to get back into Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I think this is our first, I think this is our really our first episode where they start actually succeeding on getting the Technodrome back into Earth. Uh-huh. And, like, especially, like, I think this is our first episode, like, since the premiere where they reference, like, hey, we're going to get the Technodrome back into the surface. Um, but, you know, we see the Technodrome, like, moving around. And then, but it stops, and then the Technodrome, like, crashes into another part of the Earth's core. Yes. Now, like, you know, Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop, you know, Shredder, he drops, like, the the smoke grenade on the ground, uh, uh, running away from the turtles, and the turtles, like... Uh, chasing them. They're looking for the transport module. The transport module is not there because uh, Donnie and Rafi, Raf, uh, put uh, put it uh, back to make it go go backwards, back into the Technodrome, and so they just fall down the hole as they tumbling down the hole. Yes, yes, that was a, that was like funny. I was like, okay, so if you can go that way, why you use the transport module? Right. All right. But here's the thing. When they land, they land in the Technodrome. Oh, yes. The Technodrome moved. Let's not forget this. The Technodrome is not in the same position that that transport module was when it went backwards. Because when the transport module was there, the Technodrome was still stuck in the core. Yes. And then, you know, the Easter Crystals, the Technodrome's, like, moving. And then, like, and then... Uh, they break the crystals with the sound. And so the Technodrome, like, all of a sudden, like, crashes into another part. And, but, somehow, Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop land, land, land back into the Technodrome. <laughs> so, yeah. That was, a That was, a, you know, a little weird mistake on their part. And that's pretty much uh, everything I wrote. I know at the... So the final scene, like, you know, we see... The final scene, we see that uh, Donnie gives Zack his own communicator. He's like, all right, you are a honorary fifth turtle now. <laughs> and and then, uh, and then, like, you know, Zack goes back home and Walt gives... Zach a hard times like oh were you with the turtles again? He was like actually I was, and and then Walt actually sees that the turtles are real, and as they're like waving to him and everything, and then uh, Zach making promise onto Walt because Walt 
earlier in the episode said, if the turtles were real, I'm going to eat your costume. And Zack says, all right, do you want to eat my costume with ketchup or mayonnaise? <laughs> and, you know, and that's our end of our episode. At least it didn't end with the creepy laugh of a splinter. No, no creepy laugh of splinter. Just, uh, just this joke between the, the, two, the two brothers. And, yeah. And so, Zack, our official fifth turtle of this series. And he mentioned that uh, he wants to make a Ninja Turtle fan. Yes, he wants to make a Ninja Turtle fan club, just like the, just like the fan club of like the Ghostbusters thing. I have I haven't seen the the Ghostbusters cartoon in a long time. I honestly, if it wasn't for uh, when like you know, because if you remember when we were on uh, the Team and T Nerds uh, podcast, we talked about um, the the group of kids. Mm-hmm. In that show, and I that was the first time I remembered, <laughs> uh, like because I I have like no remembrance of, uh, of those kids, and it's been years since I've seen that show. But, uh, but yeah, but but Zach mentions that um, the, Zach mentions is gonna make a fan club. Uh, you know, I I promise you, and the at this time there was a fan club for Ninja Turtles. Um, there's several, several fan clubs for <laughs> Ninja Turtles now. So something, uh, something that I forgot to say, but I loved it. What? In in this episode, something that I pay attention in the background, those uh, that science, wherever science room that uh, Shredder and Crank they were. Yeah. On the screen, the screens, all of the screens that they were over there, uh, they had like a kind of like a very cool. Uh, um, noise motion on those uh, oh, screens. Yeah. It was something like very background that they could uh, not put there, but uh, I appreciate that they animated that over Yeah. There. No, no. It, it was a very like cool like background like animation kind of thing that was not necessary. Didn't like add anything to it, but it gave the, it gave life to like the, the animation. Scene. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, I totally, I totally agree with you. And it's something we don't see too often just because like, you know, it's, um, this, just because of like pure like laziness. Yes. Everything. So that, that was actually kind of cool. It was like Pixar that says that pay attention to background, to details in the background. Right. So, uh, things, things I totally want to mention about this, uh, about this episode, uh, and just, Fifth turtle in general. Uh, one thing I always thought was weird um, was if you remember one of the neutrinos, his name is Zach. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with the red hair, his name is Zach. Uh, this guy, this Zach also had the red bandana too. Yeah, he had a red bandana, but I mean, his his hair was blonde. I just thought it was just weird as uh, like that they had two characters. Two like recurring characters in the series yes. with the name of Zach, and they never actually meet each other like ever in the show. Uh, like, so like it, like I always thought that was like weird when I was a kid. I was like, I was like, why, why did they make like two characters named Zach? Because you rarely have that in shows. Yes, was that Zach a popular name in those days? Uh, maybe, probably. I had a few friends named Zach, like, mm-hmm. um. That that's one. Um, all right. Also, also when we're t- like you know, whenever the term fifth turtle uh, comes up, a lot of people they think of uh, one Venus de Milo 
from the live action series uh, Ninja Turtles Next Mutation. Uh-huh. And then now they're also thinking about the the newest fifth turtle, which is uh, Jenica from the IDW series. Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously this series did not have any either of those because those two weren't ever like even close to being imagined uh, during this time. But it is ironic like now that like every time like you know well i just like you know actually no it is every time because we only had it twice but like the the two times we actually had a fifth physical turtle they've both been female Uh yeah uh so uh, that's just something i I just i just wanted to bring up um i personally i like i've always liked like zach a lot and i would like as a kid I was bummed that they never actually made an action figure of him because you're going to see that he's in a quite a few episodes. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, like um like he he appears a, a good amount of time and to be honest, like I mean I know I'm a minority here, but I would actually love it if NECA actually made an action figure of Zack. Like that, that would be very cool. Yeah. No. We only need an action figure Zack. We don't need... We don't need his brother. We don't need his mom. And we... 100% we don't need his... Uh, his girlfriend slash friend that comes up later on in the show. And I've, I already forgot her name. <laughs> like, you know, we... Just, 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 just give us Zack. Like, you know... And, like... We, we don't need uh we don't need anyone else anyone else in that in that area you, you can like two pack him with i don't know i'm trying to think of a villain right now uh, that you can two pack him i don't know scumbag just like just just, just put him with somebody <laughs> like um but yeah uh that but but uh overall what what do you think about the character about the character or yeah no? Uh, the character of the episode, either way. Uh, I like this episode. Yeah, no, it, it's a fun episode. This was one of my favorite episodes. No, uh, it, it was definitely a good one. Uh, Alright. Join us next week as we talk about the episode Enter the Rat King. <laughs> Alright, thank you for listening to us so much. And also, thank you so much, Ash Paulson, for coming on this episode. It was such a delight. And uh, we hope to have you again uh, in the near future. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still holding you up to, uh, with Mona Lisa. We're gonna... Yes, yes, yes. We need that. <laughs> we need that. All right. Till next time, guys. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to us. If you have any comments or memories you want to share, be sure to reach out to us on Twitter at Turtle Recall Pop. Turtle Recall is proud to be a part of the Res TV network. Be sure to go to red.tv to check out our podcast and other great podcasts they have available.